Okay, so I'm here with Oats, also known as uh, Sweet Soul Bro. And... Yeah, oh, oh, just just SSB is fine because everybody knows that. Well, okay, SSB. Oats is Oats. Is... Oh, the reason it's called Oats is because it's option tactic system. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I call myself Oats. O A T S. So yeah, Option Tactics, that's the game that uh, you're known for. You're yeah. Working on that for, you told me, uh, at least... Nine years. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have heard about it. I've heard people praising it, and I don't know much else about it except for, you know, by reputation that it's something that the TG community is, is you know, in love with. Or at least some people gotcha. are. I mean, it's it's a very niche product. Um, how, what? Hmm? How would you describe it? Like, what is what is the basic gist of it? And like, I don't even know. Is it a is it an RPG or is it more of a? Yes, yes, it is, it is an RPG. Um, I'm gonna ask you this. Um, do you want do you want the PG version or do you want the R-rated version? <laughs> Give me the R-rated version. Okay, so uh, Option Tactics is a ginormous mi- fuck you middle finger to D20 Modern. That's when it originally started out at. It still kind of is that, but it's not as much of that as it used to be, if that makes sense. Right. Um, Option Tactics is a it's a niche system because it, it's the system of guns. That's basically what I can the best way I can explain it. Um. Last time we counted how many actually uniquely statted guns are in the system, it was somewhere above 1,200. Oh. Um, yeah, we're adding, I'm, the, we're doing the final release, so I'm adding more. Um, anything that I missed, anything that my playtesters and my co-writer wants, um, yeah, so, well, I guess my co-writer isn't really, he's, he's a monster guy, so he doesn't really do guns like that, but, um, yeah, so, it's got a lot of guns. What option tactics, it is a system, um, but it it lacks any type of um, what's it called setting or storyline or fluff or anything. The the assumption when you use option tactics is that you're trying to do like a a contemporary modern setting, right? Um, with the core rule book, there are also two additional rule um, rule books called Modern Magister, which adds magic and some fantasy races and some fantasy equipment and stuff like that. And then there is Advanced Arms, which adds plasma guns, laser guns. Um, we call them Volters, but they're basically uh, electric flamethrowers. Um, what else is there? Oh, and like, you know, plasma swords and things like that. Um, so, yeah, so you can cramp. They all, the, the system is written to work with, like, Core Rulebook and, and Modern Magic, or Core Rulebook and Advanced Arms, or just Core Rulebook. You, I've never seen anyone really successfully use Modern Magicka or Advanced Arms by itself because they're mostly add-ons. Um, so yeah, it is, it originally started as a giant middle finger to, um, what is that game called? D20 Modern, and it sucked hardcore. Um, but I have been writing it and writing it and writing it and writing it and writing it. So now it's not as terrible. So yeah. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So, you have to bring your own world to it. You have to bring your own setting to it and your storyline. And then this is just tools for simulating the actual, I'm guessing the guns, the I'm ballistics, uh, health, damage, 
Yeah. Armor penetration, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's not like... mm. Here's here's the other thing. It's not as autistic as things like Twilight 2000, which I got love for, but Jesus Christ, it's it's that that game is hard to play for new people. <laughs> um, so it's so there's a lot that in it that's it, it's not it's not as nearly as like hardcore as people claim for it to be. Um, it's got a lot of uh, D20isms. There is no D20 though. I got rid of that shit real fast. Um. The combat system is not D20 either, which is something that I actually noticed that I had to change. Um, but yeah, so it's got, you have to bring your own world to it. You have to bring, so, and this assumption is that you're playing somewhat, you know, contemporary modern setting or something like that. Anywhere from, uh, Wild West, you know, like the early 1800s to about 2030, 2040 ish. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's the assumption. So where is it currently? Like you, you're still working on it, I assume. Uh, yeah, we're currently doing the final proofreading, as in we're going through the book. We're changing all, you know, spelling mistakes, error mistakes, capitalization. There's a lot of capitalization mistakes. Apparently, I was very heavy on the shift. <laughs> um, uh, stuff like that. You know, spacing. Does this look right? You know, does this read like a book? That you can actually read because I'm doing. This is the lat the update that comes out. I'm shooting for, I'm shooting for like the 15th of this month, which it is currently, uh, May 2nd. I'm yeah. shooting for the 15th or the 16th, you know, like in the middle of the month sometime. Probably, it's probably going to be the weekend. By the time um, this podcast is out, that, that will, that will have passed. So the, yeah, and I'll probably, I, and I probably would have spam TG at this point. <laughs> um, so it'll probably be on uh, TG as well. Uh, but yeah, it'll be out on the website, on the blog post, um, and then I've washed my hands of the rules, and I start working on something else. Um, I have a few things, uh, that I need to work on. Oh, yeah, so we're, I'm also working on, as an, adi- an assistant to Option Tactics, is something called Spiderbot. It's a reference to something in, my, in Advanced Arms. But it's basically a random uh, gun generator. Right now, it's a random gun generator. Sorry, not random. It's a random gun store generator, and it randomly generates an MRE. So you can have all sorts of weird components in it. It's also free. Uh, oh yeah, all this is free. I don't. Oh, PDFs wow. will always be free. Um, I'm, I'm eventually I'm gonna put it up on Drive Through RPG and just like you want to pay money, pay money. If you want to download it, download it. I don't care. Steal it. Whatever, pirate it. Just don't claim it's yours, and I'll be all right. Um, and might do a limited print. Run. So, that's at the very least for me, because I want a copy of it. Yeah, oh, that's so. awesome. And you sounds like you actually have like editors and people, you know, helping you with that. Which I know in, from talking to <laughs> the GDG Discord and the GDG community, it's pretty hard to go from being just the guy designing the rules to actually making something finished that other people can read. That's a huge difference of skills. Well, yeah, it is. Here's the, here's the thing, though. For about eight, for about seven years, I've been doing this by myself. So the only reason I have an editor, quote unquote, is because he is, the editor is my co-writer, Craft. Uh, he knows who he is. He's a dude in Texas. Really awesome. He is literally the linchpin um, of this of this thing. If it was not for him, we would not be as far, nearly as far as we are right now. There's also a third guy who I can't mention his name because he 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 refuses to take credit for anything, but he knows who he is, and we are. He's very 
very thankful for him because he was the reason we actually jumped from um, from open office to latex. So it's all written in latex, and we just run that program, and it just turns it into a book. It's awesome. Um, so but I, yeah, I, we. I wait. I definitely want to hear about what this is because I, that, this is a constant discussion on GDG, which is, you know, what do you use to actually make the oh thing? The good. Uh, okay. Uh, anybody using open office or anything like that? That shit's trash. Don't use that. Um, there's a program called Lix, L-Y-X. It is freeware. It runs on everything, Mac, Linux, PC, whatever you got, okay? Um, it allows, it is a Wasi wig or is a what you see is what you get. And it's not really what you see is what you get, but it's a, it's a whole, it's a graphical interface in thing for the LaTeX pro, uh, programming language, which is a markup language. Oh, what the hell is LaTeX? But it's, it's used for like math and shit, but you can also use it for writing articles and stuff or books or things like that. Uh, use that because it makes the book look a shit ton better. It it simplifies a lot of like typesetting and stuff like that. It's a bit of a learning curve because you are essentially programming a book, but once you get it down, fucking perfect. It looks great. Um, so yeah, so hmm? I wonder how that compares to something like uh, Scribus, which is also you know available on a lot of different things. I've been trying to use that and. There's some I haven't actually. Can't really make tables in it that look good. Like. It's oh yeah, no. This is Lix is Lix is is miles ahead of that because Option Tactics is the book of tables. It's, it's got tons of fucking charts and tables and things like that. It's oh, much awesome. better. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So yeah, get Lix L Y X. Like I said, there is a bit of a learning curve, but it's on Stack. You you know it's on Stack Exchange. You can you know qu- query questions and error messages and things like that, and it just, and it literally will pump out from Lix to PDF. So, yeah, awesome. use that. That is that is pretty much my go-to. Um, so yeah. So where are you, like, what has the progression been since you've been working on this so long? Uh, if it was just you in the beginning, and it was just you know this fu to the uh, to D twenty modern and stuff like that. Um, yes. What was like version one like? When what's the difference now? Uh, Version one, like version one is probably the alpha 1.0 I posted in December of 2010. That was basically D20 modern plus a gun chart, um, and a bunch of guns. So that was actually what spawned. So originally, here's, here's what happened. Originally, I tried to run a few games D20 modern. Didn't like it because I'm, I like guns. I'm a very well knowledgeable person on, about guns. Um, I used to be a trip fag on K if that, that doesn't actually, that doesn't help my credibility at all, even no, I don't live. Um, but I am a purveyor of firearms. Um, specifically handguns. I love handguns. They're fun to shoot, you know, carry whatever. Um, D20 Modern did hand, D20 Modern did a few things so wrong, I took it as a personal affront and decided to rewrite it. The three things that they did wrong that pop up in my head immediately are this. Guns and ammunition, armor, and money. Those are, those are pretty much the base, for any modern system, that's pretty much the, like, if you don't have those three right, your, your system's gonna suck. Right. Doesn't matter what, if it's any type of contemporary, like, where there's gunpowder stuff like that, if you don't get those three things right, and there's multiple ways of getting it right, but if you don't get those three things right, your system is going to suck. Um, yeah, so D20 Modern, so I, re- I basically, re- I took the SRD, this is when we were under, uh, O20, D20 G, uh, OGL, which we aren't anymore, because we've changed enough stuff, um, but that was just, 
terrible, just awful. Um, and I posted it on TG, and I got slammed hard for it because it was just like they basically told me what it is. This is basically just D twenty modern with more guns. Yeah. And I took I took it a little personally. I was upset, but then I started listening to people. You know, I started making changes. Um, oh, there's a big one. Uh, make a character sheet before you release a game system. I cannot state this enough because that was literally the first. I think I can probably find the post, but that was the that was like the third post of the thread that I started. Like, it, okay, where's the character sheet? And I went, oh shit, I knew I forgot something. <laughs> um, so yeah, make a character sheet because that people players tend to look at a character sheet and gauge a game. That's how you can tell. Yeah. Um, I, it's some White Wolf game, but that like you look at a character sheet and you just go, nah, I'm good, son. I'm not playing this. Yeah. Um, no, it's see. like you're, it's a thing that the players are going to be interacting with the most in a way. So it has to be good. And then if you can throw in any sort of like, like I've seen totally functional character sheets that, you know, you can't complain about the fact that it's lack, it's not lacking anything, but it just looks ugly or it's so basic or it's so complex looking that people just don't, you know, like you said, you just don't want to bother with yeah. it. I mean, okay, so, again, I, we have no artists on our team, so Austin Tactics has no art. Uh, I'm not an artist by even close, but I drew a character sheet that's literally functional. Um, people don't, don't know this. People don't mind ugly. People definitely mind obtuse. Oh. Uh, it's got to be straightforward. Like, you've got to be able to look at a character sheet and go, okay, um, I know what all my things are. Uh, you also need to keep a... Try and keep a character sheet under three pages for the core rulebook. Um, maybe four, but anything more than four, and people are just gonna nope out. Yeah. Um, there's something I've just, it's just things I've noticed. Um, because like you can, as, as you add more books, as you add more splats, adding more character sheets isn't a bad idea, but the core, you need to be able to play the game on, at, at the most, two sheets of paper. Uh, anything more than that, and it's a mess. Two is preferable because back front, back front single character sheet, one sheet of paper, awesome, that's good to go. Because most people have a duplex printer these days. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so as you're you're developing it, you're getting feedback constantly from TG, I imagine. And at the same time, as they see that you're improving it and you're not just... Sort of oh no 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 no! They didn't they didn't see that at all. Um, that's that's yeah. Because the I have to say this because a lot of people who probably listen to this and remember the system when it was first, I was posting like daily, right? Like it was there were small changes. There were you know I was listening to people's stuff. That is something I also recommend um, people do. Um, listen, nope, do not care even a little about what you did right. Always ask people what did I do wrong. Because you're going to get way more mileage out of something of what you did wrong than you are what you did right. Um, and you know what you did right because they're not complaining about it. There you go. Um, so, but yeah, always listen to the complainer because they're the ones that – and they're the ones that, like, see it. The hard part is listening is differentiating trolls from actual help. Right. Um, generally troll, generally the way I was able to do that is I would ask, I would actually, you know, no matter how, you know, garbage or trolly or some of that, I would ask them like, okay, what do you suggest? You know, give me some information. And that can turn some trolls from trolls into actual helpful people. 
But generally, I notice that a troll will not uh, respond. They don't go into detail. They don't actually give anything, any constructive criticism. They're just like, it sucks. And you go, okay, what sucks? And they go, everything, delete it, kill yourself. Like, that's <laughs> like that's generally what you, what you got. And, yeah, no, they didn't notice. TG didn't notice shit um, for a long time. Um, so, yeah, be, be, be ready for that. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So then, but eventually, I mean, by now, people are talking about you like you're, you know, one of their favorite guys out of the community to make something. Obviously, there was a turning point. Uh, that turning point was probably around third edition. Um, I've, I tried to keep, I tried to keep editions down to actual major changes. And third edition, something very interesting happened. So I was playing a game, uh, called Jagged Alliance 2 with the 113 upgrade with all the guns on it, right? And I noticed the, the combat system, the way they did the combat system. Um, it wasn't, you know, move attack. Cause I'm going to tell you again, that, that system is garbage for anything that was firearms thing like that. It's just not good. It's not built for it. Uh, honestly, I'd say it's not, it's not good at all, but they, everything was a point. Everything you spent points to move this far. You spent this many points to move that far. Yeah. You, you spent this points. So I like that system a lot. So I immediately scrapped the entire combat system and rewrote it. And when I did that, that was when people started to like, okay, this has some potential. Um, because from what I can tell, nobody had ever really done that before. Uh, the closest I could think of is, is or system or, uh, AF, you know, all flesh must be eaten with you can, you get more turns, but it's at a, it's at a detriment. Um, huh. yeah, it's, it's like, the more you do, the worse off you become, which doesn't really fit, you know, what ops really is about. The other reason I did that is because I noticed something during a playtest right before this. Um, people weren't running out of ammunition. And people still don't run out of ammunition now, but I ran a game ten turns exactly. A uh, character fired a bullet every single turn, and at the end of the turn, at the end of the uh, the, tur- the, the, the combat round, it was one minute. He emptied his, his magazine, clipped empty, and the combat was over. And I was like, huh. That's interesting. Um, why even carry extra magazine? So, yeah, so that was, I, I wanted a way to get people to essentially use more ammunition. So, yeah. Would that be a goal just based on your sense of realism of like people actually do spray and just, you know, shoot when it's not exactly necessary or is it just the preference because it makes the game more fun or what? Uh, I think it makes the game a little bit more fun, but I also think it is a little bit more realism. In a real gunfight, um, people miss all the time. Like, you'll hear reports, you know, officer fired 14 shots, and, you know, and probably only, like, five of those connected. Right. Um, Because especially when you've got adrenaline running through you, when you've got stuff like that running through you, you are taught to shoot center mass. You know, the head shot, the leg shot, that was that's bullshit. <laughs> you shoot for the center. You Seriously, you shoot for the center of the, of the chest. Because that's the largest piece of meat you can hit. Um, if you're moving, you know, and on your radio, if you're moving, you're trying to find cover and you're shooting back at the same time, you're not hitting every time. And you're just dumping rounds. Right. Dumping rounds. Um, though that's mostly in like the military, uh, police aspect. Honestly, in a civilian gunfight, you probably won't even empty your gun, let alone reload it. But yeah, usually it's, usually it's, um, 
the issue with people, they weren't using enough ammunition. And these were cops who were like scoring hits every turn. Yeah. And they were like level one, level two. Um, so yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. So, um, D20 Modern and by extension 3.5 D&D has something called dead levels. I know you've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, my goal was to eliminate those. So instead of like having 20 levels like D20 Modern has, there are 10 levels and you always get a shit ton of stuff. I think it's two feet at right now it's two feet per level. Um, which is a far cry from D&D where you get one level, one feet every four levels. Right. So yeah. everything's very Dense. Everything's very compacted in ops. Cause I think I think ten is the level max, but you can keep going. There's rules that just keep going, but ten is like I think what a standard character. So you do three, then nine times ten. You get twenty-one feats by the time you're at level ten. That's a lot of feats for option tactics. Yeah, and so, yeah. I guess with your system, you don't really care like what context people are leveling up in it's it's not about you know a, your character probably doesn't have like uh correct me if i'm wrong but probably doesn't have like backgrounds and like this fluff sort of idea behind the character well they they can actually there's space for that um there's you know there's space for that there's an like you your character has an occupation that part i stole from d20 modern that's one of the things they did do right um they just didn't do it all they didn't finish it um, but yeah, your character has an occupation to have background, stuff like that. You level like you would any other, I, I hate to use this phrase, but like 3.5 D&D game. You gain experience points for killing things. Uh, you also gain experience points for completing mission goals, com- uh, completing, uh, like, what do they call, like action, like heroic actions in, in combat. Like if you drag, if you, like you're getting shot, like let's say you go, your friend goes down and you grab him and drag him back. That's a heroic action. You're going to get some XP for it. The other way I did XP is, was two ways. Um, XP resets per level, so you don't have that confusing issue of, well, I'm level five and, you know, I have 4,000 XP and, you know, how much is it to go, like, what, what XP level do I need to be to get to level six? Uh, no, like, when you hit a level, it's like a, it's like an MMO. You level, you scale, your bar, your bar goes back to zero, and then any extra goes into that new bar. Um, the other thing is that there is personal XP versus, um, party XP. So. Oh, I like when, the sound of that. Yeah. Everybody, everybody who participated in the battle gets an XP amount. That's, it's, that's the larger amount. Um, specific kills get smaller XP. Like you get, I think it's, I forget what it is, but everything goes off of what something, something called battle value. Battle value is measured by primarily for, for like normal people, like, people with guns and, you know, sentient humanoid people, it's measured by what equipment they have. So if you have a, if you have an AK-47, their battle value is going to be higher than somebody who has a, who has, you know, a handgun. Um, In terms of if they're your enemy and you kill them, you get more for, because you're fighting a tougher opponent? That is correct. And their battle value, generally it shouldn't change in combat, but it can. But the battle value is basically, okay, this person has AK, so that's eight battle value. And level four, so that's four battle values, you know, such and such. And then what you do is you roll um, dice for it. And it's like, I think it's 1d2 times 50 or something for uh, for personal. And then, like, you roll the dice times 100, 1d4, 1d2 times 100 for party XP. So 
it's still semi-random. You know, you're not just going to be like, I killed him 10 XP, kill him in 10 XP. Um, but battle value was, I had to, I had to rewrite that because CR is garbage. CR is just, it was ter- it's oh, terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. CR was, it, the way it works is confusing and it, and it was terrible. There was no quick way to, there was no quick way that I could really figure out and correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably stole it from somewhere, didn't realize it. If I did, I'm sorry, it's yours, take it. Um, but I needed a way to gauge people's equipment because ops and tactics is very it's not it's not 100% equipment based but it's like it's a good 70 30 right i have a, i yeah. hope so i mean in a modern setting the yeah. that's what really differentiates people yeah so uh in in the bigger picture of things as you're working all this stuff i mean obviously you're learning lessons and and like i i loved the first jagged alliance i didn't play jagged alliance too but you should play that yeah okay i I probably will um but you know i also suck at them so i I never really got into the the meat of the system whatever but it's yeah i'm terrible at them too but they're fun play them but you uh you you ended up learning you know different system ideas from there and i really like your attitude towards it which is you know invite criticism try out different stuff, you know, obviously being open to changing stuff is, is, which is, you know, it shouldn't have to be said, but it does need to be said that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that refuse to change things and fight people when they give you negative criticism instead of saying, thank you, you know? Yeah. Probably because a lot of people consider that negative criticism as an attack on them, which I got to say, don't, don't, don't do that. Do not emotionally attach yourself to any particular rule set. Everything should be open for change. Another thing I would suggest is read, find the subject matter you want to go into and read the ever loving fuck out of everything that's already tried to do that. Homebrew or, or full brew. What, what is, like, full release? I don't know what the, I don't know what the, yeah, the I, industry. I don't know what it'd be like, like just a, um, from scratch. Yeah, so I read a shit ton of, like, I think it was probably somewhere between alpha and beta. I read a shit ton of books. I read, I read through all GURPS books. So I have read every GURPS book cover to cover. Um, sorry, fourth, only fourth edition. I haven't read third. I have third, but I haven't read it. Um, I've read through All Flesh Must Be Eaten. I read through the or the actual or series. I read through Hero System, which, oof, that is, that is a, that real page turner. Um, I read through, uh, D20 Modern, Modern 20, yeah, yeah, Modern 20, Pathfinder's Shitty, The Modern Path, um, Twilight, Phoenix Command. Uh, I read through a bunch of modern games and I saw what they did. And, oh, and Friday Night Firefight. I, I actually like that game. Um, but I read through a bunch of games because I wanted to see how everybody else tackled firearms. And, Besides the modern path, D20 modern and modern 20, pre, oh, oh, and Spycraft, yeah, can't forget about Spycraft. Oh, and Shadowrun too, I read through Shadowrun, cause that kinda counts. Um, but besides those three, they all handled everything about firearms different. Um, some people were more detailed, some people were less detailed. A lot of systems, which actually made me, prompted me to write ops, was that everybody went generic. Um, I didn't like that. 
that was one of the major reasons that made me write Option Tactics because I don't want an auto. I don't want a, a heavy auto pistol. I want a Glock. I want a Car P9. I want, you know, a Beretta Silver Pigeon, you know, instead of a oh, over-under shotgun. I want, you know, I want a Mossberg 500. I want a Remington 870. I want... Not a not a light auto rifle. I want an AR-15. I want an M16. I want a you know AKM. You know an AKS-74U. Like I want the guns. Um, and there are a lot of guns that you cannot accurately represent without having a bunch of like the way GURPS does it is they're like oh yeah for this gun here's a stack of of things you can also do that you have to keep up with as opposed to well yeah just this gun does that. Um, the downside is that you get a lot of guns. So, yeah. But yeah, no. Read as much as you can. Read as many books in your genre as you want to, because modern was different, but most likely people are probably already done what you want to do. Um, and there are, there also is, there's two ways to really write an RPG. There's top down and bottom up. Uh, top down is you have the fluff and everything first. And you work your mechanics around that fluff. Uh, bottom up is the opposite. Bottom up is like well, option tactics, like GURPS, like Hero, where the mechanics come first and the fluff comes after. So I would actually say that there has to be a. I, I agree, but I think there there also has to be sort of a weird middle ground there because, um, at least from the guys I've talked to so far on this podcast, there's another philosophy of design basically, which is that you have a certain experience in mind and the fluff and the mechanics both have to uh, work with each other to create that experience. And, and it's in a way that you could say that's the mechanics, but like, I would still say that's bottom. I'll still say that's top down because when I said I wrote option tactics without fluff, I was vehement. I was very, very careful not to add any fluff, Unless I absolutely had to. Um, it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, no, the only, the only fluff in the game are gun manufacturers. And I mean that. All the, everything else is semi, you know, semi generic. The upgrades are kind of generic. You know, the, the ammunition is somewhat generic. You know, everything is generic but the gun. Um, because I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to, unlike guns, because there is, you can actually have a, a bit of a little bit of a mechanical difference between, say, something like a Glock 19 and XD9. They're similar guns. Hell, they're damn near the same gun in Austin Tactics. But you want one, pick one, you want neither, pick the other. But when it comes to stuff like upgrades, people aren't as invested, in my opinion, as Aimpoint versus EOTech, you know? No, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking okay. about now. You're confusing okay. me. <laughs> um, sorry. EOTech, they make uh, scopes. Uh, and Aimpoint also makes scopes. They're two different scope manufacturers. Oh, okay. Um, they do the same thing. And one can argue about guns, but, again, people I've found that people have a little bit more, at least the niche group of people that this is aimed at have a bit more, um, what's the phrase, uh, attachment to, to, to specific firearms. Oh, okay. Than anybody else, yeah. Because a lot. I mean, hell, I own a good chunk of the guns in Austin Tactics already. So, you know, it's like, oh, I can pick the gun that I actually own in my safe over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, as a but uh, for copyright reasons, is that why you have these fluff up manu- uh, manufacturers and gun producers in your system? 
No, no, no. I mean, when I say Glock, I mean Glock. Glock, Glock. Like, Glock. As in Smyrna up the street from where I live in Georgia. Glock. Um, okay. There's something I actually found out. So, I can say the name of the manufacturer. I can't both say a picture and the name of the manufacturer. So, what will happen with a lot of, like, video games is what they'll do is they'll put the gun and they want, and they'll use a fake name. You can use the name and have a fake picture. Oh, wow. But you can't do both. Yeah, it's fair use. Um, <laughs> That's weird, but okay. Yeah, it's it's something I found out. And again, if somebody calls me out and I'm wrong, I'm going to get sued. That's perfectly fine. Any gun manufacturer that wants to sue me can feel free to do so. Uh, I'm just going to change the name of the guns and be like, and and post a very public thing going, these people were dicks, so I had to change the name of the guns. Don't buy their guns. Have a nice day. You know, so yeah, so that's. Hey, it is what it is. You're giving free advertising to them anyway. I mean, people can obsess over these guns in your RPG and they'd be like, you know what? I actually think this gun is better. I'm going to go buy that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and it's it's actually done that. If you... oh, I know it did it for me. Joke, but that's hilarious that people have actually done that. No, it's done, yeah, it's, it did. I've done it. Um, <laughs> I actually switched, I switched my, my off-work carry gun because of that, because of ops. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so uh, just out of curiosity, I mean, the, do you have, like, grenades of different kinds, too, I imagine? Uh, uh We have, yeah, grenade types. Um, I think they're, like, nine or ten. Between all four books, about maybe 11, 12 different types. Um, a lot. I mean, you, there are a lot of grenades out there. Even if we do talk about generic, yeah, there's there's frag, HEDP, um, high explosive dual purpose. Uh, they've got incendiary grenade or like thermite and shit. Uh, smoke, tear, sting, concussive, defensive. Defensive grenades are interesting because, um, I think an R1 would be an R1 grenade, which is a Russian grenade. Basically, the explosion and the kill ratio is farther than what a human can throw it. Huh. Yeah. So you're supposed to either throw it and run the opposite direction, or you're supposed to use it as a trap. That's weird, but uh, it's... that's <laughs> I, I love hearing about that because it just does get your mind jogging about how you can use something like that. So, all right, enough about the actual guts of the system. I want to know how your your actual workflow is when you're working on it as a designer. Because you seem to have a very practical attitude about it. You're not coming at it from any sort of high theoretical point. Oh, of view. fuck no. Hell no. People want to play again. I have a, I have a strong belief that people pick a system over another system for two rules, for two reasons. They like the fluff and the setting and everything like that, or they like the combat rules. Specifically the combat rules. Now, when I say combat rules, I'm not necessarily always speaking about, you know, I punch him with this, I hit him. Any type of conflict resolution. I call combat. Right. That's one reason why people pick a system over another. Um, so my goal is to make something that's, first of all, fun to play. Um, if you don't like combat, don't play Option Tactics. That's, you know, there's plenty of other systems like rules like, because Option Tactics is a light, rules medium, leaning rules heavy. So if you don't like combat, not the system for you. I'm sorry. Um, it is what it is. Uh, there's also a, there's also a, my, a, I almost said weaker, like a, like a light system called squats, which is the simplified quick action tactic system. Uh, yes, because option tactics spells oats. So, 
we got the fit memes going on. There's also uh, something, there's also a setting book coming out called Games, which is Great Adventures in Space. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Squats is basically a chopped down version of Option Tactics that's 3D6 only. Um, if, I mean, it's basically to get people like rolling on Option Tactics. It's got most of the rules in there, so when you transition over, it's not as hard. It's simplified. There's only, I think there's only like 37, 38 guns total in the damn book, so, so it's is simpler. Is it something that you're making, or is it something that somebody... I've already making? written it. It's already out. You can download the website right now. Um, I did that in a week out of spite. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. So I posted a thread on, on 4chan, actually. Uh, and one guy was like, oh, crafting rules? That's bloat. Oh, this is bloat. This is bloat. You know, it's too bloated. I'm like, okay. So I stripped it down completely. It's 70 pages. Um, and I said, there's your bloat. There's your bloat free game. Um, yeah, I basically wrote that because whoever, Crafting is not bloat. Now there is a lot of crafting in the game, but it's not bloat. That's that's something that you need to. Un- depending on what kind of game you're making, crafting should never be bloat. Um, well, what? How do you distinguish bloat from from just extra features that you know tie directly into the core of the system? For ops? Oh, uh, well, I'll do a general one. If it doesn't fit what you, the farther away the, the gets from the system, the easier it needs to be. Um, to give an example, spaceships. There are spaceships in advanced arms. It's basically a one, di- one, two dimensional. Uh, no, just one. One. Di- it's a one dimensional like mini game. You build a ship. You have a ship. You fly around the ship. And if you combat, it's between one axis. How far away you are from each other. That's the only thing you care about. You don't care about positions and stuff like that. There are obstacles, but that game is a mini game. You can play that game in twenty minutes tops. Yeah, I find that very interesting, especially that example specifically, because I don't know if you've ever played XCOM, like the original XCOM. Yeah. You know, there the game is a turn-based strategy, tactics, team-based thing, and mm-hmm. it's got so much depth to it, what you can actually do with with all the characters and your action points and stuff of like that. But you're also, at the same time, you have the, the geosphere where you're managing the your resources and you're building bases and... And then you do, you know, you're hunting aliens, so you shoot down the alien ships, and they crash land. And the, and, and but the thing where you're shooting but, other ships and shit, that's all very. It's a mini game. It's a mini game, and it, it it feels like a good break in the pacing of the game, instead of this thing that you're worried about. You start off with two buttons. Sorry, you start off with one button. Disengage. The other button you have is you. I think you can like turn your shield on, like. It doesn't get complicated at all. It's like, this is a mini game. This game, this game is, hey, you know, shoot him until either you go down or he goes down, or you can disengage. Yeah. Um, like there's no, it's not complicated. Any, the farther you get away from the core services of the rules, the, the, the easier the game needs to be. And when you say um, easy, do you, I, I assume you mean like simpler and more easy to learn, not, not the easy, easy. Yeah. Easy to play, easy to learn, easy to... I mean, you can have challenge, obviously. It needs to be easier to dive into and dive out of, because that's not what you're here for. Yeah, and that's very... See, now, as like I've been, I haven't made any RPGs or anything like that. I've been working on an RPG for, like, on and off for 10 years, and, and I've only recently gotten serious about even wanting to finish it and put it out. 
but finish it. I know that for myself, the <laughs> for myself the uh, appeal at one time long ago was to you know just keep adding shit forever, and then there was no you know that's what you're here for statement about the game. Like you you called it ops and tactics. That gives you a very clear idea of what you're trying to simulate and and why you would buy the game. But I know that there are a lot of people making indie RPGs, and they're just floating around with no core idea of what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's usually where you see the fantasy heartbreaker. It's usually when you see the people who give up on a, on a game because they, they're trying to compete with the, the big boys. They're trying to compete with all the, all the fucking splat books made by hundreds of people in D&D. Uh-huh. Or they're trying to compete with Pathfinder and stuff like that. And you, if you're just a one man team, you're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. Um, you, before you even start writing, you need to figure out what you're writing. That's probably the most important thing, period. You need to figure out what you're writing. Um, adding more stuff to the game needs to have a reason. I, you, even, I mean, even, even when it comes to guns, if I can clone the gun by just copy pasting it, it's not going in the book because I don't need to put it in the book. I can say, it's this gun, or hell, a GM can say it's this gun, but named differently. Yeah. Um. I when I first wrote, like, if I had if I had taken that advice when I first started writing the game, there'd be a there'd be a hell of a lot less handgun. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's. I came to that realization when we probably jumped eleven hundred guns, and I was like, yeah, now I can keep adding them, but they're not. You know, historically relevant. They're not terribly historically relevant. They're not. You know, they're not. You're not adding anything. You're just making a big the book bigger. Yeah. So, so I wonder, like, from your perspective, this is probably an obvious answer, but um, to what extent do you think? Well, the game needs to have this kind of gun, so I'm going to make sure there there is one, or is it just the fetishist sort of? I love guns and I want to have all the kinds there are and and I'm going to put everything in that's relevant and you don't think about like how it balances and the the selection, you know, that Well, that's the wonderful thing about <laughs> tactics, I say. Balance went out the window. Um there are, the amount of guns in the book dictates that there is no best there are better guns for better situations. There are better guns in better calibers, but have this, that, and the other. But there is no best gun, period. Um, and I lie, there is a best gun, but it depends on what kind of gun you're looking at. Um, and most people, like, it, it's, it's like a range of guns. But, um, when you, you need to really look at, like, why are you adding, why am I adding this gun in the book? Um, Choice, what for the longest time, and even to this day, even to the stuff I'm about to add, you know, probably within the next week and a half, choice is a big example. Like, if there's not enough choice of a certain caliber, then I'll find some more of a similar caliber, you know, that are either cheaper, shittier, better, you know, that you can choose. Um, because what you really want is for the player to, you know, to, you know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you kind of want to get it to a point where, it's like real life and people are able to shop for what they want, but there is no clear answer. Um, yeah, that's, and that's, yeah, that's actually one reason why I started writing 
Spider-Bot and why I started writing that gunsmith genre. I've been talking about that for months, years even. And I, I got it done. It's not ready for release yet because I'm a terrible coder and I need to add, I need to fix things and add things and stuff like that. But, um, one of the things I noticed is that when people play option tactics, they just, they don't, they don't, nobody builds a gun store. They just go, you can pick whatever you want in the book. So what I noticed with my playtesters is that they would just pick the same gun regardless of the character. Um, there was no limit, and they would pick the best ammunition, obviously, because they can, because they generally, the GM was like, well, you know, I'll give you this money, plus they hit a bi-weekly money, so it's, they had enough money to buy exactly what they wanted. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. So I made, so I made people have to choose between choices they might not, they might not, you know, feel are the best of choices. Um, exactly. That makes yeah. perfect sense. So you don't currently have the the store system that's Oh no, it, it's done. The program is finished, but it's not ready for prime time yet. Okay. We're still undergoing tests. Very so, interesting. Yeah. And when you're when you're working on the actual like revisions or updates, especially like a whole new edition, just your like you said you were working in that uh Lix program. Yes. But you don't do the actual like word processing in there, do you? I assume you write. Some yeah, I do all the word processing. I pay. I do everything. I'm the one who types the book. Um, that is true for every book except two right now. I did not write the the. Uh, I did not write the modern the the monster manual, which is the field identification guide FID. Um, and I'm not. I'm currently not working on the actual game. The setting to the to the to the books that will use the books. I'm not writing that right now. Come focus on that. But no, I t- I wrote all of it. No, I, I, um, I know that you wrote it, but I'm asking like uh, like what your workflow and the tools that you use. Like like, do you have like a big scrap of like notebooks that you write in with a pen? Do oh you, yeah. Do you? Yeah, I have. Um, so I think it was like 2011. I bought from an anime convention this like leather bound, um, this leather bound book that's not really leather bound it's like you slip a drawing tablet into it like a like a five five and a half by eight something like that and it's basically a leather cover i've been writing in that for shit seven years uh if i get an idea i write it down if I, i work things out on that page but generally um nowadays i work things out through the discord through suggesting that people send me um, notepads are a big thing, like like note like .txt files are a thing, right. um, and a lot of some of it just comes straight from the hip. But no, yeah, when I first started out, writing stuff down, working stuff out on paper was a huge thing. You need to have a notebook. That is a requirement. You have to have a design notebook. Yeah. When I was designing the magic system, I had to have a design book. I had to sit and explain to myself firstly how magic works. I had to draw stuff out. I had to, you know, like figure out, you know, okay, well, if I do this with this, what happens with that? So yeah, writing stuff down is very important. Yeah, because I I would agree, and I'm and I'm glad to hear that you said that. Uh, you know, this sounds like you're doing this on actual paper and stuff. Which maybe I'm maybe it's just me, but if no, no. If, if you're if you're starting out, anything on a computer is useless. You need to be able to flip 
through those pages and go back and look at stuff like that. That's something I've noticed. Um, when I was when in the early years, you know, alpha, beta, one, two, yeah. Any notes on on a computer? Uh, uh-uh, uh, useless. Same here. Like I, I got to a point where I was like, all right, you know what? Screw this paper stuff. You know, I want to make it real, and it felt like it was official and real once I put it on the computer. And I started typing up all these pages, you know, and I can type and I can write great on the computer. But mm-hmm. and then it was like next day, I'm like, actually, I want to change something, and now I feel like I can't oh. because it's on the computer and. It's shitty to go back and edit, but I actually ended up just purely doing almost everything on paper, and I only use the computer when I am need to like turn it into a PDF or something. Uh, I wouldn't say do. I wouldn't say don't do that. Uh, I would say get a working version and then edit off of that as you go. That's what I did. That's what worked for me. Fucking however long, mightiest goddamn. Um, <laughs> you want you definitely want to actually sit down and have a version you can look at. But you also want to have a version that you can edit. And PDFs are not for editing, period. Do not, under any circumstance, think you can get away with just write, making a PDF and then editing that PDF. You're going to be making that PDF a bunch of times. Um, that's why I suggested Licks, because you can type in Licks, you can write in Licks, and you can make it to a PDF, and you can go, oh, that sucks. And you have to, you know, you can close it out change some stuff, and then preview it again, okay, that's better. Like, you need a program that you can continuously preview and continuously look at. Yeah, see, that's probably the problem I had is because I was like, maybe Google Docs and maybe something Google else. Docs is also pretty useless for this. Um, I've seen people get drowned in Google Docs. Um, I would say that Google Docs is probably not good for any kind of design like this because you need to you need to be able to very quickly look at like page one and page 13 or you need to go and look at page nine and page 11. Um, you can't Google Docs basically it works like it's like a, it's like a, a word processor. You, you you can scroll back up. You got to scroll back down, scroll back up again. Like it's not it's not that's not really conducive to writing something like this because you will you if you want your system to be um, tight, then you need to be able to review rules with other rules and look at them side by side. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear. I that. have four monitors, so that's what that's what helps me out. Like I'll have game in one text box and in another music in a third, and you know Discord in a fourth. So more monitors are better for me. Yeah. Uh, that's that's such practical, useful insight. I mean, I I'm stuck, basically trying to outline and make my current, you know, make an actual finished version of my rules, but I don't really have a good tool for for putting it all together. And so I'm kind of circling around trying different things. And I I tried Scribus and and uh, you know I got something that looked decent, but it just wasn't convenient enough once I decided I wanted to change something and plus the, there was just bugs in it. It crashed when I was using it as a word processor. Uh, didn't feel like it was useful for word processing and stuff. So maybe that's really, I mean, for the planning with the early conceptual stuff, I think you want to use pen and paper and, and be able to visualize things and sketch things and all that kind of freedom of making notes that way if something just occurs to you. Uh, but yeah, I can see why you'd want to have 
especially like a versatile program like that, that you can get a feeling for what your actual finished product is going to be as you're, you're working out the details. Yeah, that's, that's really important. Especially, like I said, if your game, Option Tactics has to be tight. It has, it cannot be loose and it's written, um, specific and I speak specifically on rules heavy games and games with a lot of like mechanics, stuff like that. These games people expect to work mechanically. They expect the rules to work mechanically. One of the major fallings of a lot of systems I've seen is they offload rules handling to GMs. Now, in a smaller game like Dungeon World or whatever, 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 I forget, like, like Fate or something like that, that works fine because there's not a lot of rules. But when we're talking about, like, case in point, I got a question. I think, I forget what version was, but somebody asked me, and I had never thought about it. What rules do we use when we're trying to fire a rocket launcher at a specific person? That's a very specific rule. Um, but it's a one that may come, like, you may just be, you may just want to go, fuck that dude, and just shoot an RPG-7 at him. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's a rule that needs to be there. So there needs, you can't just say, well, you imply this and imply that. It, you have to state it. That's what makes Rules medium and rules heavy games so hard to write. That's why D, that's why D and D three point five sucked because there was a lot of arbitration with the GM. So your game quality would vary immensely with your GM. Um, that's a great point. I mean, I I personally love the idea of having some negotiability with the GM, and I think you're always going to have that, especially in these sort of in, in really unique or strange circumstances. You don't want to even have every single contingency be written about and you have to look it up all the time. But yeah, I mean the GM, the GM should basically the GM should primarily my, in my opinion is GM should be the one running combat and he should be the one running. He should be the one running combat and storyline. Um, if he has to arbitrate combat, it gets, it slows it down like a motherfucker. Cause that's when you start getting arguments and shit. And I wrote off some tactics for min maxers and cheaters. That's who I wrote it specifically for. Um, because you can't, cause fucking you, it's, I, I, the game is based on edge cases, not standard case. I wrote it specifically for that because I myself am, am a min-max. And, right, I see. yeah. So, you know, you can't do anything bullshit in the game is probably there on purpose because there's a probably a lot of downsides to it. Um, Case in my, my, my favorite example. There was one of our playtesters. Um, well, there's two examples, but it's a similar, similar thing. Uh, we had one guy who took a full auto machine gun and was hitting better than a dude with a sniper rifle at the same range. Um, and then there's what we like to call revolver man. Revolver man, um, <laughs> revolver man was firing 15 rounds a turn. What? Yes. He, two revolvers, um, yeah, two, no, hold on, two, this, 18, sorry, 18 rounds a turn. He had two revolvers. He emptied both of them, reloaded one, and emptied that one. Because, because of how the feats work. The, he, because of, you know, he, he had spec, he, the downside is he had spec into that model revolver. Like he couldn't use like if you gave him I think it was like I think it was single action army so he was fanning them that's how he got so fast 
Um, by the way, which is technically possible. Jerry Mitchell like, actually did that. Um, He's basically but, Revolver Ocelot. No, he was he was out shooting Revolver Ocelot. He was out shooting him by a good three round three three shots a minute. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so but he was Revolver Man is only good at exactly that. If there's any problem Revolver Man has to solve that cannot be resolved with that, he's fucked. Uh, if you take his revolvers away, he's fucked. Um, so, you know, there's generalization or specialization. You can go, you know, the feats are kind of weighted towards specialization. You get a, some good shit at the end. But if you want to be a generalist, you know, shotgun feet here, rifle feet here, handgun feet there, armor feet there, um, you know, that's fine. I almost forgot to mention about armor. Um, oh, but before we get back, before we go back to my my shitty system, um, keep a change log. That's extremely important. Everything you change that's not a spelling spelling correction, write it down. I assume you mean like after you've put out an actual full version. No, no, I mean like, like, like let, let's say okay, so let's say I open up and I say I'm going to change extended barrel. To give 10% instead of 5%. Okay, I'm going to then go to my text file and I'm going to say change extended barrel from 10 from 5% to 10%. I'm doing I'm doing the change log as I make the change. That's extremely important. Always do that. What what is, what is the big gain there? Because I have tons of old notebooks full of shit and I that I don't care about anymore. And I guess you um, think of it kind of like a change log, but that's not a change log. A place where I keep track of anything. That's not a change log. A change log, I use a text file, but a change log is a change is a is a notation of things you've already tried before. Um the reason you want to keep a change log is because you don't want to make the same mistake more than once. Also, it's very they're very good for for stepping back and looking at, you know, okay, when we change from this version to this version, what's the difference between like the last version of, of the last what's in between current and the last version of, you know, I think it's fifth edition, what do we change? So if you ever have to go back down that ladder, huh. you know, you can go, okay, well, we're going to make these good changes and these bad and leave these ones out. Yeah, I guess especially, you know, you're you're doing it in such a smarter way than than I am, and you have actual people testing these things and playing it out. So you get real feedback, and then you can actually – you know, make the change log according to that. And then presumably you can also then more easily match up, you know, uh, a certain time period where the game was at a certain point. Say, okay, what were the kinds of problems that were happening in this era of playing? And you you wouldn't what, repeat what do we do? as often because, you know. Yeah. Because you're, you've already documented everything you've changed. Um, I'd like to keep a change log because it tell it shows me personally um, where you know what I've done, like what has changed. What do we need to throw out a release and test it? Is it too is the change? Because right now I've been writing for about six months with no release. That's very unusual for me, and the change log is fucking huge. I've had a bunch of private releases for playtests and such, and I notate that in the change log, but. I use a change log as a marker for, okay, I've changed a few things. I've fixed, you know, some errors. Uh, let's throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to start doing that. Yeah, change logs are very important, extremely important. 
Um, I notate additions, I notate removals, you know, feats, things like that. If you just, let's say you just, you know, got a point where you're like, I I should just reword this rule. I'm not actually changing it. It's just reworded. Does that count? I would, I would still, I would still put that in change log. I would say reworded to blank and, and what it did. Interesting. Yeah. So you have, uh, I guess then you would have to have a, a pretty tight idea of, you know, what your, your official document is. You don't have multiple versions of a document that, uh, when you make a change, you note you notch up the document number. That's for me. That's what I do. I don't like stuff changing. Um, I've only done maybe two in the entire development. Um, and most of those were like, oh shit, I forgot to actually put this change in and it's super important. So I'll stealth edit and then it'll be the same version. And I, but I'll notate the stealth edit on the change log. Um, so yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to have multiple versions bouncing out there. You always want to have the latest and greatest being the one that's representative. And that's actually a problem I have often tactics. I was an idiot and I released it on TG so fast. So yeah. I had people, especially within, like, within, um, within the time period, people were bouncing between first edition and eighth edition, and there's like a shit ton of difference. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so. And I guess that goes back to that Lix program again, and having something that, because I'm thinking about, like, I don't know how many total pages your current edition is, but. Re- you know, on the, the core rulebook is like 300 ish. Yeah, exactly. that's down from 500. Um, so right, Licks help. I'm I'm looking at the same problem myself right now, and I'm already you know dreading the the prospect of going and going back and editing a little thing and whatever. Even if I had a change log and I was trying to be, you know, careful about about not just losing something in the middle and then forgetting about it and whatever. Um, you were saying that that program really helps to be able to compare things at different points in the book and all of that. So that tool has to be such a big. Well, I point. think that. I mean, I think that uh, honestly, it's like, even when even when we were using uh, even when I was using uh, Open Office, um, I was just I was generating like I would make a I would, I would use Open Office to make a PDF. I look at the PDF. I'd scroll through the PDF, I would see anything I didn't like, and I'd go change it, change it, and then make another one. And then change that and make another one. Change that and make another one. Then when I was happy with what I've made after looking at it 40 times, uh, then I would go through the bookmarking. Thankfully, Licks, I don't have to bookmark anymore. It does that shit automatically. But I, but up until about fifth edition, which was like pretty recent, like, like two years ago, two, three years ago, I was doing all the bookmarks by hand. That's, that's really interesting because uh, I, I can tell you. I mean, you you haven't been on the the GDG Discord. Uh, you just uh, I invited you there today, uh, but you know, I, I'm sure you will see if you hang out there that people are really having a pain in the ass with all of this stuff. Exactly the stuff that you've figured out are exactly the things that people are struggling with because it is so tricky to write such a huge document and keep it organized and keep it crisp and, and not get lost along yeah. the way. I feel like that alone, if you had a good. Yeah. Licks, Licks makes that a whole lot late in the latex language makes that a whole lot easier. Um, that it's, it resolves a lot of issues with that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I can't wait to see how people actually 
you know, start changing the way that they. I hope they do because I can tell you right now, I've seen some, I've seen some homebrew stuff that's being sold, and it's, it looks like it was written in open office, and you can tell it's a big, it's a big, big difference. Yeah, we, um, we had somebody here who's, you know, put, put out quite a few actual like war games, not RPGs, but you know, he was talking about using open office, and he, he managed to to tweak it enough and and you know get the most out of it to the point where he's making some good looking stuff, but. It's still open office. Yeah, I, I mean, I tried using it, and 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 I think open office can bookmark, but you have to, uh, you really have to be very careful about your headings and stuff like that. You have to really know that program. Um, so yeah, you know, get, getting away from the uh, the workflow and the the system side of it a little bit. Um, you wanted to talk about the difference between simulation. Realism Ooh, yeah. and believability, and that's something I think is is a worthwhile conversation no matter what kind of thing you're doing, even if it's not modern, if you're dealing with magic and yeah. fantasy and everything. I'm going to use modern because it's what I know, but, um, yeah. So simulations. Simulations are what exactly what they say on the tin. You are trying to simulate as many aspects of a real-life thing as possible. The trope namer for this game, for that kind of game, is Phoenix Command without a, without even a shadow of a doubt. A, uh, a close second is probably Twilight 2000. Not 2013, they're written 2000. Um, Phoenix Command's turns are done in, if I remember correctly, they're done in ticks. Each tick is one half of a second. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah, it's, 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 you you will drown in that game. It is it is it is very very simulated. You you calculate hit probability. Like if you fire a buckshot shell, right? Buckshot has nine pellets or eight pellets, either one, right? Um, you have to then do the ballistics for nine pellets. Oh wow. Um yeah, it is it is very it is very very simulation. Is there anybody um, that's, that actually enjoys that? There are plenty of people who enjoy it. Um, plenty, yeah, there are plenty. I've seen people play it. It's once you know the system, it's not as bad, but it's one of those like dwarf fortress level steep learning curve type thing. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what was the second one? I said simulation, realism, realism, and believability. Realism. Realism is about a notch below that. Um, realism is you get, you notch most things correctly, but there's some, some things are, um, abstracted. Option tactics falls under this, uh, GURPS falls under this, uh, what else? Those are, you know, somewhat realistic systems. Um, GURPS is actually higher on that list though. GURPS is probably somewhere between, believe it, but somewhere between, um, realism and simulation because it doesn't quite jump to realism yet. Sorry, it doesn't quite jump to simulation yet, but it's it's there. Option tactics I've had to actually abstract a bunch of shit, um, like ranges and barrelments and things like that because everything is still a five foot square. So I can't. I'm not doing like this gun has a range of 320 meters. N- nobody cares, for lack of a better phrase. Five feet is five feet. Um. And in, I mean, even in the, even in the, the realm of bullets and stuff like that, five feet is not that big of a difference. 
Twenty five feet is, but five feet, nah. Um, five feet isn't enough ballistically for it to be like a game changer. No, right. Um, so that's believability. That's realism. Where it's like, yeah, it's it leans more towards it's it's a whole lot more realistic than believability, which I'll get into the third one. Um, but it's not like holy shit, we're rolling dice until forever. Believability is stuff like I'm not using D20 modern because that's not believable at all. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a good believable system. Shadowrun, that's a good believable. Shadowrun, um, Shadowrun has, it does a very good job at making you believe those guns are guns. Um, Shadowrun does a very good job of you know making making things feel you know like they hurt. Uh, but it doesn't go into the minute nuances of things like caliber. It doesn't go into the nuances of, um, what is it called? Like caliber and I think it actually does care about the, the full auto fire rate of guns, but not like, not like to the point where you're talking about 300 foot round per second, 400 round per second. Um, it doesn't go into that minutia. It's just like, oh yeah, this is believable. Uh, GURPS light is believable. Um, yeah, Gerfslide is definitely believable. Um, trying to think of any other modern system that I can think of that are probably believable. Uh, all flesh must be eaten, maybe? Kinda? Um, that's kinda believable-ish. I'd probably put that more on rules light-ish than anything else. It's not rules light by anybody. I'm gonna piss somebody off by saying that, but fuck it. Um, it's on, yeah, it's, believable like you believe you can you don't have to suspend your 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 disbelief all that much to you know actually play the game right games like d20 modern you kind of do because d20 modern is none of these d20 modern is straight fantasy um the reason i say it is because d20 modern made the mistake of including the caliber of the firearm but doing nothing with it. Oh, wow. Yes. So, in, in D20 Modern, all guns do 2D something. They're essentially, you know, glorified crossbows. Um, I think, like, the biggest rifle does 2D12. Shotguns do somewhere between 2D10 and 2D8. And handguns do between 2D4 and 2D8, I believe. I think, I think a Desert Eagle does 2D8. Um, that like nine millimeter and ten millimeter on the two D six. And those are very different caliber. Nine millimeter is a standard service cartridge. Ten millimeter you can hunt with. Uh forty four Magnum you can hunt with. They're they're not trivial rounds. They're not two D six. But D twenty modern basically just kinda crammed them all in there because, you know, it was two thousand one and we didn't really understand guns and blah 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 blah. Whatever. Right. It was just to um, feel cool like you were doing something with guns, not really, not even trying to get into the believable in the sense of an expert yeah. would, would, you know, recognize and be able to strategize around, you know, things based yeah. on their real life knowledge. That's, that's one of the things I would think with a game like this is, can somebody who's familiar with guns just step in and say, oh, well, I already know I want to use this gun in this situation because. Oh, yeah. And with an ops. Oh fuck yeah, hell yeah, definitely one hundred percent. Um, and I'm saying that's that's probably the you know somewhere in that realism 
range where you're you're trying to make it realistic to the point where you know somebody who just has real world knowledge can step in and have an advantage even over somebody else whereas simulation is like nobody knows you know whoever is trying to simulate that maybe if you get into like a forensic level of of yeah that's and honestly, honestly, um, realism and realism caliber doesn't matter all that much. To be to be perfectly honest with you, um, bullet size it, the one the one factor when it comes to gunfights in like real life gunfights is not the size of the bullet; it's how many rounds you had. More rounds beat nine millimeter and forty five ACP, which are usually the two most heavily debated, are for the most part about the same wound wide. One opens up bigger, sure. One does better in Full Metal Jacket at close range, sure. Um, one has more shots. And they found that it's the amount of shots that matter in a gunfight. Um, ops and tactics, you know, I, obviously I'm not going to do that because that invalidates a lot of my game. But the other issue, the other issue, the other flip side to this is how you handle health. Oh, yeah. How you handle health is probably more important than how you handle weapons because how you handle, that's the reason why D20 modern is fantasy because how the way they handle health is a standard HP bar that will exponentially outpace um, any, any weapon in the game. It's, it's D and D with guns. Right. Um, GURPS handles it very well, but it's like pretty much anything, you know, most things will kill you. Austin Tactics handles it by using, uh, there's two types of health. There's extended hit points and core hit points. Your core hit points are kind of, they're quasi meat. It's like, hey, you know, I am meat. And if you take a critical, that, th- those are points you get hit on. Extended hit points are stuff that grows, but doesn't grow exponentially. It, it's level one, level 10, and AK, an AK of normal will still take your ass out. It just might take a turn or two to get you there because you will bleed it out. Yeah. Um, Phoenix Command, the, the, the simulationist is just, we're taught, like, you have to actually do bleed, like, how, you know, based on the caliber, you're bleeding this much, like, it, it's, it's simulation. Um, but, yeah, how you handle health is probably just as important, if not more important, than how you handle guns, how you handle weapons in general. Yeah, I was going to actually get, you know, ask about that. Like, not only that, but your physical exhaustion, you know, stuff like that, I imagine, would affect your aim. and. Yeah, but that's, again, that's leading towards simulation because nobody wants to be like, yeah, I was going to shoot him, but I'm tired. That's boring. <laughs> um, and so also, most oh, most gunfights, most gunfights, um, even in Austin Tactics, don't last over. I've never seen a gunfight last over 10 rounds, which is one minute. And you're not going to be tired in one minute of... of oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I mean, realistically, too, you'll have adrenaline that will last for more than a minute. And mm-hmm. you're not going to feel too tired when your life is on the line and bullets are yeah. you. That adrenaline's going to... That's going to be like, nope, I'm... We're up. I'm awake. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's... Um, the other thing about ops, and I'm not sure, I can't speak on GURPS because it's been so long since I've read that. I know D20 Modern does this wrong, but armor will save your life. And I mean that in the most literal point, like as literally as I can. Um, you don't need feats to wear armor, 
and even it like so you can wear armor and it gives you um damage reduction, okay? To a certain type of damage. Right. Um it also has armor points, so you can basically get your armor chewed up. It armor it gives you another hit point, like a hit point bar. Okay? Um Getting shot without armor means you will bleed and you take the damage directly to your core hit points or your, well, to your extended hit points, okay? You don't get a lot of them really at all. If you're wearing armor, you don't bleed and the armor takes some of those, that damage away from you and onto the armor. Yeah. Now obviously some armors, like you can just, like if I had, let's say I have an AR-15, um, you know, two, two, three, well, five, five, six that does forty-six damage, right? Sorry, is it five d four? Sorry, five d four damage. If I'm wearing a vest that stops five five points of ballistic damage, uh, yeah, most of that's gonna go through. So you can you can always bypass somebody's armor just like real life. By doing more damage, and the armor will stop. It'll help, but it won't help by it a lot. Right. But it will probably save your life. I have seen armor in games say it saved my life in a game, um, where a guy got shot, and a round a shot that should have killed him, on didn't kill him, but put him you know on his ass. He was he was like, oh shit, I almost died. You know. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's how ops handles armor. If you take the feet, you get the extra shit. You know, the, the, the defense bonus and all that stuff like that. But anybody can take a vest off of a shelf and put it on. What about, uh, like riot shields and stuff like that? Does that come into play? It ha- yes, it does. Riot shields provide, depending on what it's made out of, they either provide cover or defense or both. That's interesting. So you can, so you can make cover in one direction. You're gonna be like, here's a giant metal shield. I'm gonna point it that in north, and I'm gonna, you know, sit behind it, and I've got full cover because it's fucking, you know, eight feet tall and you know, three foot, four feet wide. So, yeah, yeah, man. I, I wonder on the, what what is like the most people at a single session that you've seen playing the game, and how does the game scale with with more players in in terms of pacing and stuff? Six and a. I've seen six people and they got nuts. Um, if the people know how to play the game, quick as fuck. If they don't, oh, you're gonna be in time for some for some frustration. Just like any system. Yeah. Um, the one thing I can say about ops that is a that is a problem that I I can't fix is that there can be a lot of bookkeeping depending on the the, the complexity of the character. I mean, if you just have Glock 19, one mag. Filled with full metal jacket, 15 plus one rounds, cool. You know, you got your armor score, you got your roll, you know, your attack roll, stuff like that, you know, and your, your, your saving throws, you're done, cool. If you're, if you want to go full tier one operator with, alright, I've got an MP5, you know, MP5, uh, A4 with six, six round magazines, and this magazine's filled with AP, and this magazine's filled with blanks, this magazine's filled with full metal jacket, and these two magazines are filled with um, Jack and Hollow Points. Um, you know, I've got that gun. I've got my sidearm with my 1911 and two mags for that. And I've got a backup gun on my ankle. And the, like, you can, it can get really complex. Um, the text-based character sheet helps a lot with that. The printout character sheet has space for that as well. Um, so it really depends on the character. Um, magic is actually one of the things that I wouldn't say it's it's 
I wouldn't say it's very heavy, like bookkeeping, because you don't have to, like, you don't. But you do build your spells yourself. So generally, people who are bad at math shouldn't be magicians in 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 universe or out of universe, because magic is intelligence based. Right. Um, <laughs> but yes, but you do build your own spells. Huh. So, so yeah, so like, in, to give an example. D&D does fireball. Fireball has a fixed set of damage and a fixed set of range and a fixed set of whatever. Cool. You don't say fireball. You say, I'm going to take evocation, fire damage. I'm going to, the fire damage starts out as 1D, I think it's 1D2 touch for like two spell points. Um, you then can increase the dice size and the dice amount. Um, you turn that from a touch spell to a ranged uh, area effect. And then, you give a range for that, and then you, you can increase the area effect, whatever like that. The way magic ties into the game is that they're all skills. Um, you put points into your skills, and that's how big of a spell you can build. So let's say that fireball spell costs 14 points. Well, I've got a total, like a total modifier of a 20, which is pretty high, or I've got equipment that allows me to increase that, you know, increase my, you know, quote unquote modifier for that, for that spell school. Um, then you can build that spell mental limit, which basically limits how many points you can spend total. And that's so smart. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I don't like, I don't like fancy spells. Uh, even though they are, they're kind of, they're kind of magic bombs, but they're kind of not. Um, because you can't, you can rebuild them on the fly, but there's a lot of penalties. Um, there's also ways to just avoid that shit entirely and like do casting with your, your wand or you can cast with, um, is it with one? It's with wand. And then there's like, there's something else, but I forget what it is. Um, so yeah, so there's ways to get around that. There's also ways to like, and because the way magic works is that it's all written down. It's all spells in a book that you write for you. Um, there's different feats where you can like, oh, I'm going to compress it. It costs a little bit more, but I can, I can write twice the amount of the same effects for half the cost. So there's a way, there are ways to, you know, play around with magic, stuff like that. So it's very much so a really modular system. But the, the downside though is that it's very limit specific. Like there's no like wish spell. Like there's, it's, it's really more, this 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 group does this amount of things. There's no. Well, it sounds like it's, you're it's trying to make it tactical. Not, yeah, basically. Not subjective and negotiable. Yeah, it's very hard to negotiate a fireball to the face. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's still very tactical. And to quote one of my to quote one of my playtesters, he says that mad you playing magic and ops makes me feel like a real maid. That's so crazy. Like I, you're you're sort of blowing my mind by even bringing up the magic thing. I, I guess you mentioned it, but I didn't really sink in that you're you're really including it as a valid part of the game. Oh, yeah, and the way, because it's a skill, you can, like, oh, yeah, I'm also going to take the handgun feat. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, shit. Well, I think one of my best builds was a mage who took a black powder revolver um, and was... We it, it, we have a saying in in the ops Discord called magic delivery system. Okay. Yeah. You, if you get good enough at magic, the bullet doesn't mean shit. 
I mean, there was a point, I think, but I was, mind you, I was level 10. I was max level. And I was firing a bullet for 3d6 and doing 14d10 damage of uh, acid. So, yeah. Magic delivery systems. And it's it's oh. designed to be that way. You don't see that as being a flaw. That's what you earn. Oh, no, that's, that yeah, that's, yeah, I've had, we've had a healer that took a 22, like a, a, a Ruger 10 22, it's a little 22 target pistol, enchant the bullets because you can't enchant guns themselves. You can only enchant black powder guns and that, that's, there's an in, there's an in and out of, out of character reason for that. The in, the out of reasons that, that makes shit broken as fuck. We tried it. Uh-huh. Um, but they took, they enchanted a, a brick of 22, which is 500 rounds, with a healing spell that healed for more than the 22 damage did. Like guaranteed. So, they were shooting people and they were gaining health from it. I, you, you're, you're really making me <laughs> sort of, Respect you on a different level now because this is, this is some sort of bizarre having the best of both worlds thing where I fully expected that you just weren't going to have that much fun with this system because it needed to be realistic. We were talking about realism and now we're suddenly. Oh, magic. We throw it out the window. Yeah. Magic, magic throws realism out the window. Um, magic is what we like to call it's believable. Like it's magic for lack of a better phrase is a science. Um, it's not, there's not that much that's really known about it, like, fluff-wise. It's not that old, so, you know, we basically got the, the basics down. Illusion. Enchantment I had to change. Enchantment isn't D&D enchantment. That was stupid. Enchantment is taking items and putting magical powers and things on them. That's what enchantment is. Yeah. Not enchanting somebody where you're, oh, they, they follow your, oh, oh, the other reason is that, so Ashan Tactics was built from the ground up to be a PvP system. Oh. Yes. Okay, I was, I was just about to ask that because you were talking about monsters at some point and now I have to wonder what are the actual monsters we're talking about? Terrifying. Um, yeah, Ashan Tactics is primarily built around PvP, as in player versus player, as in there's no broken bullshit. I'm, I, I mind control you. No, that's dumb. It's about PvP. It's, 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 so the GM, I did. Hmm? The GM is literally just refereeing between players fighting each other, or does he does he handle his own team? Oh, he can he can handle monsters as well. He can do that as well. I mean, that's when I say PvP, I mean like the GM should be able. To, originally, before I got a guy who does my monsters for me, when thank God for craft, um, it was literally the GM rolls up characters quicker. You know, quick that he he makes like quick characters and. They fight against the players, and they're just regular characters that fight against the player. So, so they had to be compatible. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking, and I was going to ask, like that. It sounds like running the game. I, you know, just my default assumption would be that running the game requires you to basically, you know, have fully developed characters on both sides. So I mean, you, you don't have to have you don't have to have fully developed characters, but and. I would say prior to Kraft and his writing, yeah. Now he wrote a bunch of NPCs that have equipment done, that have stuff like that, you know, like equipment attacks, the whole shebang. He, they're all, so you can just pick those out. Like, I want, I want two cops and a SWAT guy. There you go. Right. And yeah. for the paperwork side of it, like if you're, if you're running the game, how much paperwork is it for the, the, the GM to, manage these guys and their health and their ammo and all that stuff because that's something I'm having a problem with 
you know, in my own system. I want to have, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, deep enemies or, you know, aside from just bosses, you know, they should have interesting enemies. But as soon as you do that, you have to have tracking for a bunch of stuff unless you just want to hand wave it. Well, yeah, the way we handle it, there's really, and it really boils down to character theory. So there's, the theory is that there's two types of stats you have for character, static and dynamic. Dynamic is things like health, things that will change very quickly in the, in a game. Health, um, trying to think, health, ammo, uh, that's really it. That's all I can think of. Health and ammo are probably the, the two most static things about, in, about option tactics. There's probably something else, but that's not really in the scope of a battle. Um, abilities are things that like, I can do this, you know, yeah. that, and it, that's it, that's it. I can do that, you know, whenever. Um, this is mine, you're talking about for monsters and stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, so you want to generally keep the the stat like stack is fine you know if you have a reflex of six that's not going to change in you know that's not going to change in during the middle of the game you're not going to go oh you know I, that so like things like level drain and something that got fucking tossed out that shit's stupid and it takes two damage I've seen level drain a level drain character complete like not not the character it was a monster um completely grind a D and D game to a halt. Because they're like, you just lost a level. And I'm like, what? You, I have to level down? So we spent 20 minutes leveling down. I never heard of that before, but that sounds retarded. Poisons and stuff like that will change your uh, ability scores, but that's not nearly as bad as having to de-level a character. Um, but So, but in your game, like, do you have... Uh, you, you wouldn't have obviously have like a full character sheet for an enemy, but how much like do you have a separate template that you use for? Yeah, there's a template in the books that you can do. You honestly you can copy paste it uh, into like a text file. Um, but yeah, generally, generally when it comes to like NPCs, equipment you just list out what equipment they have, um, which again it's a, which is pre done. If you want to add stuff to it, you want to have to make some. But stuff like reflex saves, skills that are pertinent to combat, um, <sighs> health. You were making it yeah. sound like, like you wanted to have, I forget what the term was that you used, but you wanted it to not be uh, something that gets made up. Like there's not a lot of improv. The rules have to work and the rules have to handle different situations. Yeah. And you're talking about that RPG, you know. PVP. You're talking about PvP stuff? Well, you know, in PvP or, or whatever, if you're... Oh, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, yeah, general, I know what you're talking about when, you're, when I was saying about you can't just arbitrate rules like that. Yes. Uh, com- combat's a little... Combat and characters are a little bit different. Um, the only real arbitration you can do with combat and characters is kind of like, oh, he got shot, but not really, so he didn't take any damage, and that's kind of bullshit. So, um, stuff like that, like a, a NPC works 95% the same as a PC character. If you, you go through the same rules that you would go through as if you shot a character or a monster or a dragon or a slime. 
Right. So unless there is, unless there are exceptions within that, within that, like, like for example, slimes can't take critical damage because they're slimes. Um, unless there are exceptions for that, you just follow the rules, like, like the regular combat rules. So somebody who has run a game, someone who's played a game can run a game very quickly because there's no difference of, well, monsters act like this, humans act like this. Yeah. And then even if you just wanted to, like, let's say I was, I was running this, or let's say if you, if you are, um, and you want to quickly, you know, generate a character or generate an enemy, um, you know, how much, how much have you as a designer tried to streamline the process of getting, uh, the ability to make monsters or N- like other human NPCs, uh, NP, yeah, NPCs basically boil down to just know the system better and roll the character faster. Things you can, there's some things you can obviously ignore, but, um, it's, it's, it's a little bit less time than, um, a little bit less time than actually like, what's the phrase? Um, like making a real character. Monsters are a little bit faster because all monsters follow a template and you can just use the template to make a monster. Okay. Cause there are still hit dice and stuff like that. Um, but we use them a little different. Huh. So yeah. So monsters and stuff like that are, are, if you want to make your own monsters, that's a little bit intensive. You're not just going to be able to, to shit out your own quick monster and it be special. Yeah. Okay. Because I know, uh, you know, just the, the monster handling in general and NPCs, you know, he, the equivalence of your, the PCs, like a rival gang or whatever they be uh, yeah. there there's sometimes there's a, that's a real pain in the ass for designers to try to figure out how much information should you really include in there. I guess that's where doing all this research on different systems and seeing how other guys handle it yep. helps, helps to inform that because you realize actually you don't need these 10 things. Yeah. Like you don't need to know, you know, what skills they have generally when it comes to combat, stealth, athletics, and acrobatics are pretty much the only three skills you need to bother with. You just need to figure out how many of those they have. You, you can just give them a, you can, you don't have to go through the, you can go through the full, like, um, character building, but health, you know, things that are really, that are super important to combat. Health, what weapon they're carrying, their bonuses to that, that weapon through feats and stuff like that. And, you know, that's really it. Yeah. Um, I, I also wanted to ask you, uh, you said that you were going to bring this up yet, but the uh, other projects that you've worked on. Oh, yes. Um, so, uh, I wrote, I worked on a precursor to Austin Tactics. It was a, um, a tabletop RPG version of Resident Evil 2. Um, it used some of the rules, but it was more, it was basically a D20 hack, D20 modern hack. Um, that is not released for, that is not released for public consumption because it is terrible and i mean i may throw i may throw in stuff like the green herb red herb whatever in the in like modern magicka as like a, a nod to cop count garbage um but yeah that i've worked on that i've had a few ideas for a rules light super sentai game that never went anywhere because it was 
after working on something like Austin Tactics, you look at its rules light symptom system and you go like, God damn, this is boring as fuck. Um, so yeah, so it's, Ops was probably going to be my only project. Um, well, I mean, that's what blows me away that you're working on the modern magic thing and you have spaceships and shit in there. Like you're, you're still doing all this stuff that you would want to do in a different game. You're just not limiting yourself. You're, you're creating the expansions in the different, you know, rules and integrating it into a system that you're. That already exists. Yeah. Uh, to be fair though, um, Advanced Arms, which is the, the the futuristic one, literally took an army of people arguing for me to write it to for me to write it. I did not want to speculate at all about that, so I finally gave up, stole a bunch of stole a bunch of ideas and stuff from a bunch of other systems that are better than mine, and cobbled it together. Um, originally, like for example, the caseless firearms originally were based on the Halo guns, but because because you can't say caseless without saying Colonial Marines. They got co-opted into that instead. So the pulse rifle and stuff like that, the M41A, all that stuff like that, they're, 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 they're pulse rifle. Um, plasma weapons are actually weapons that were co-opted. Covenant in Halo. Um, electric rifles are because of Overwatch. You know, Winston Main, you know, can't shoot, can't aim Winston Main. Right. Um, <laughs> and I figured, why not have an electric rifle? Um, plasms, Okay, so that, here's something else I do want to talk about, and I'm not sure how much time we have. Obviously, but, had like half an hour. Okay, cool. Um, so psionics. I did psionics a little bit differently. Uh, I'm going to say this out right now. They are basically Jedi, but not really. Um, they have a psionics have the best and worst weapon in the game. It's called a it's called a side blade. It is a one d three one d three damage sword that they use like a like a lightsaber. You press turn on, turn off, whatever. That has the best critical in the game. Um, on its own, it's pretty garbage. It's probably the worst weapon you can you can pick up. If you take the feats for it and stuff like that, it is literally the best weapon in the game, melee weapon. Um, but you have to know how to use it because there are things you can't do while wielding it, like wear armor. Um, because you're you're fast. You have to you have to be quick on your feet. Um, they, Scions use that blade, they, they charge it by basically spending an hour and meditating it to charge the battery, the crystal battery inside. Yeah, I wanted to get, I I didn't like how the infinite, um, the infinite, you know, power cell bullshit that Star Wars did. It's a hand wave, I didn't like that. Um, but you can upgrade it with a better battery, you can upgrade it with, um, better battery, you can upgrade it with, you know, more damage, different different crystals, such and such and such and such. Um, then there's the plasma blade, which is an actual lightsaber, which will. So the way plasma guns work is they um, they have emitters and they have basically stuff that goes off of the megawatts of the of the plasma gun. So you know, phase plasma rifle from the forty watt range is a thing in Austin Tech. Um, basically. The plasma blade is a sword version of a plasma gun. Um, it uses coolant packs, so it will overheat if you just keep it on. Oh, yeah. um, but it does a shit ton of damage because you're basically just cutting people with pure plasma. Um, I had to do that. I I could not get away with doing that, like having the gate system and not not writing those in. <laughs> they are my favorite weapon because both of them cannot. Uh, like, 
if you shoot at somebody who has all of the feats for it, they can basically knock bullets out of the air. Like, oh right, <laughs> yeah, like Jedi. However, they can't knock shotgun shells and they can't knock grenades out of the air. Also, like Jedi. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, where was I? Ten. What was the last thing you said? Um, I don't know. I, I, now I'm just thinking about whether you can cut through cover with a plasma sword. Yes. Yes, you can. But here's the problem. You might get shot first. Because you can't, you can't, yeah. Um, people using those kind of weapons are very susceptible to getting shot. For obvious reasons. I know, I was also talking about, you know, having it both ways. Having the, uh, you know, needing anything new you want to add, you seem to just be adding into this instead of making a separate system for it. Oh god, yeah, no. I I I'm spoiled. I can't play I, I've tried to play Pathfinder. I can't play Pathfinder. It's too slow. There's not enough things I can do. I can't play 5E cuz again it's too slow. There's not much I can do. When you look at the melee system of Ops and Tactics versus D&D, you will understand immediately why I say it's too slow and there's nothing I can do. Um one of the things that I have had a, and this is 3. Point, this is like D20 theory now. Um, one of the things that people make a mistake with when they're writing a fantasy heartbreaker or stuff like that is they don't understand what feats are for. Uh, there's two ways you can do this. I did it the, the second way I'm about to mention. You can either lock everything under a feat, and that's where the feat tax shit comes from, or you can allow, you can make your feats boring, and you can allow people to try anything, but feats make it better and or easier and or more possible to do things. I did number two. Um, so while, yes, you can take, like, let's say you don't have the, the personal firearm proficiency, right? You can pick up a handgun that's loaded already. You can shoot it, but it's at a minus four. Um, you can't reload it, mind you. However, if somebody who does have that feat tutors you in how to reload it, it knocks the, it reduces the, the penalty to shoot, and it allows you to reload guns. Um, so you can tutor people into in things, which is one thing we noticed that no other system really. You can't use the knowledge of other people in your party to benefit the lesser known people in your party. You can, you're saying? You can, yeah, you can in often tactics, but I've never seen oh. anybody else. Right. Yeah, actually, that makes perfect sense. I mean, especially since you're going to be traveling and, and you know, having each other's backs and stuff like that over, especially over a longer campaign, you'd think there'd be some, some overlap and some bleed into from one into the other. Or yeah, just like, or how to like, how do I shoot gun? Now, mind you, the feet, taking the feet's always the better option, but if you don't want to take the feet or if you, you know, if you can't take the feet or whatever, cause you already wrote the character, that option is there. Do you have rules for like vehicles and like driving? And vehicles like suck and are hard. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I have rules for vehicles, but vehicles follow that rule of the farther you go away, the farther you get away from the system, the um, the easier it needs to be. Vehicles, by and large, are actually pretty narrative based. Um, there are still rules for them on a on a on a combat like grid and such, but by and large, like actual moving vehicle and stuff, that's a lot of narrative because it's not a car game. And it's not, and even though there are a bunch of fucking upgrades and stuff like that for cars, it's not a car game. It's not about racing. It's not about, you know, 
chasing down dudes and stuff like that. Cars are generally used as transportation vehicles and stuff like that. Maybe there might be a chase scene in which drive and you're shooting back at one another. Yeah, but that's not the that's not the crux of the game. So yes, there are vehicles. I respect that so much. The attitude of what the game is about, and then like if you one of the you know design philosophies I think that is is worth keeping in mind for people who are listening to this is like like having a, you can think of it as a resolution. Uh, higher resolution for things that are important to the themes of the game and the and the core of the game, and like making your own ammunition extremely important to the game, which you can do by the way. Um, there are actually a lot of benefits to doing it too. Uh, driving a car not really not really a big benefit. A matter of fact, there was a uh, one of my playtesters made a very good point about drive and driving a car. It's like everybody should know how to drive a car. You shouldn't have to put, take one point and drive to be able to drive a car. It makes no sense. So I changed that. He's right. We don't care if you can drive or not. And that's one skill point that you had to use to be able to drive a car that you don't have to use any, you can use for something actually important about your character. Yeah. See, now and that, you know, just theoretically, if somebody was making a racing game and everything was about racing, and then there was also guns, and you could kind of use guns, but, you know, they weren't really important. It would be the opposite. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, you got a handgun. Everybody you know? could oh, use a gun. You know, a gun is just a gun. It's all They're all the same, you know. They would say that, but that's because the focus of their game is completely different. Horsepower would matter. You know, the, the, the driver's sk- various skills and various types of maneuvers would be more important. The weight distribution um, on the axles, you know. <laughs> Yeah, weight distribution of axles, gear, you know, gear ratios, um, stuff like that be more important. Shit, I want to make that now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a whole experience. Somebody make that. If you make that, I'll help you. I promise you. <laughs> I mean that. And I've kept that for multiple. I've helped people actually get their shit finished. If I mean that 100%. If you make that, I'll help you. I'm not going to do it for you, but I'll definitely help you. Somebody who's listening to this has to do that. I'm not a modern guy. I like my fantasy, so I'm not going to probably delve into that but i'm not i don't have the engineering mind for that kind of shit i like i like fantasy with guns oh that's before i forget yeah there's um there are a lot of guns in this game like match locks and flint locks and shit like there's there are a lot of guns in this game so but melee is not slouching either melee is just super duper dangerous i think the most dangerous weapon in the game is actually a knife um because knives are dangerous in real life they're small and fast and stabby. So what you're, I mean, you're saying it's realistic, but it also I, I imagine from a, a game balance perspective, you want to also incentivize people to do other things than just hide behind cover and shoot at each other. So you could, yeah. you could have, you know, somebody specialize in melee stuff or whatever. And a sword. To, yeah, try to get like, that commando who sneaks up in the bushes and, you know, uh, gets his knife well, I mean, well, that that doesn't, um, there's also a healthy, healthy, healthy selection of melee weapons. Um, and plenty of characters I've seen use them, like the guy who was a part of some crew, some criminal crew, he did not take a gun. He took a longsword, and he cut a Russian's hand clean off in the middle of, he, no, he rushed him and, and cut his hand off, um, yeah, so melee melee is definitely a viable option. 
uh, especially at close range. Their 21-foot rule exists on option tactics. If you're within 21 feet, and even if you, even if you, even if you don't get the initiative, even if you get shot once or twice, unless he kills you, you can stab him to death. I was going to ask about that. I couldn't remember what the name of was it, but the, the 21 foot rule. The 21 foot rule says that anybody with a knife in their hand can beat and kill or at the very least put their blade in somebody, um, within 21 feet. So. Before you can draw your gun and fire a shot, if I'm at 21 feet, I can stab you. And that's average person. That's like fat me, my big ass fat self, you know, running at you and then stabbing you because my knife's in my, even if my knife is in my hand, it's fast for me to draw my knife since you draw your gun. Um, yeah, so I'm you wondering could, then, in like, uh, do you have hmm? any, reason why people wouldn't always be you know locked and loaded and ready with their gun in your system like i i'm, I'm trying to imagine I, because i haven't actually read it but probably because if you're walking around with a handgun in your hand you're getting weird looks that's why right so you're not yeah i guess yeah you still have to incorporate the logic of you know armed people in in whatever campaign you're doing yeah, but I mean, like, if, if, if the GM wants to allow a character to literally walk around with a rifle pointed at everybody he walks around, fucking go for it. It's <laughs> stupid as shit, but go for it. Um, yeah. So you're still using common sense in, in the, you know, campaign, but you probably don't care as, a, as the designer of the game, you know, uh, to make rules for like, you know, how intimidating it is, you know, or what reactions you get from people and stuff like that. You're, you're trying yeah. to simulate the, yeah. Now, now here's the thing. If you are armed and somebody is not, you do get bonuses to intimidate. Like if you point a handgun in somebody's face, you get like a plus 10 to intimidate, uh, <laughs> to intimidate somebody. So having objects to intimidate people do help, but yeah, generally I don't, I don't care about that. I don't, I don't, I let, I let the GM handle that. The GM shouldn't have to think about if is this rule fair. The GM should have to think about where's my story going and why are they about to rob this bank. So, huh. yeah, the, my my goal and here's why: because I don't trust GMs and I don't trust players. Um, I don't. I, I really don't. I have seen like 3.5, not a terribly bad system, but gets a lot of flat because there are a lot of bad GMs out there and it's more worse players than anything else. Um. I don't trust, when I say I don't trust GMs, I mean I don't trust GMs to handle, I don't trust them to handle rules competently because that's not their job. It's not the job of a GM to, you know, arbitrate rules. That's not what they're there for. They're there to break ties, be judges, and provide entertainment and combat. That's so interesting. I've heard the opposite, you know, argument that... uh that it's basically a discussion between the, you know, everything is a discussion between the, the GM and the players and, you know, there shouldn't be uh the rules. That's a rules light system. Right. For rules light systems. Yeah. I agree with that for rules heavy, like D and D and ops and GURPS. No, that is not the rules. Say this, you got shot, deduct the points from your hit points. And basically, you know, that you'd have to know that, as you're pitching the game to people and is, you know, up, be very upfront about it. So you don't mislead people into thinking that 
and that's also something I think is a mark of a bad game is when you um, come in expecting it to have a rule for something or a certain level of rule fidelity, Confident. but yeah. it ends up being judgment calls all over the place. Yeah. Um, that was, again, that was another reason why I wrote Option Tactics because, like, most people don't know this, um, and I know this because I've, you know how people call people rules lawyers and such? Yeah. I have a goddamn law degree in, in D20 at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are no call shot rules in 3.5. I didn't see any in 4. I haven't read 5 completely. I know there's not, I know there's not many in 2. I think there's, I think there's like a feat, but it's, it's, call shot is weird in 2. But I know there's none in 3 or 3.5. I don't think there's any in 4. There's none in D20 Modern. There's none in, in Pathfinder. There's none in the uh, in the Modern Path. There's no call shot rule. People have told me, oh, yeah, the call shot rules in such and such, in the core rule, but in the, the player's handbook, whatever. Yeah, no, they don't exist. There's technically no way of calling a shot, in, especially in 3.5. As such... Well, just quickly, what do you mean by the called shot? Because I want to target that man's head, not his chest. Because in option tactics, it assumes that you're targeting center mass. If you want to target anything else, you specify. I want to shoot his hand, his leg, whatever, and they have different effects. In most D20 games, mind you, and I want to say this because I know this. Whoever listening isn't listening anymore, but option tactics uses 3D6, not D20. It is a 3D6 system. Um, but in most D20 games, the, there is no called shot rule. So the GM has to, like, make them up. And I've heard six different kinds of called shot rules. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of any any systems I've heard that do have it. I think GURPS definitely has it, right? I know GURPS does. GURPS has some very – GURPSes are better than mine, actually. Um, GURPS has it. Hero has it. Twilight has it. Um Shit, there's a lot. There's a lot. Spider, not um, Shadowrun has it. Um, there are a lot of games that do, but D20 Modern does not. D and D does not. So at this point, uh, with your, you know, would you say you've had success with this? Is it is it a success in your mind? I know that you said you didn't make any money off of it, but I'm not trying to make money. The reason I wrote this is to, the reason I wrote this because there was no system that I could find that had as many guns as I'd wanted, that had as many equipment and upgrade stuff as I wanted. GURPS is probably one that I would probably point to if you don't like if you don't like option tactics, but I got more guns than GURPS. So fuck it. Um <laughs> They use three D six too, right? Yeah, they use three they well here's the thing. So option tactics uses three D six as a um as a resolution. GURPS uses D sixes for everything. I was unable to do that because I was not able to get the type of damage spreads I wanted. Um, oh, any, there's a program, there's a website called AnyDice. Use it. It allows you to actually graph and see averages and stuff for dices and dice damages and things like that. I wasn't able to get the, all the damages I want. I wasn't able to make calibers matter and make damages matter using just D6, using just a single dice. So you got to use the whole gambit of dice, you know, D, D2s, which are coins, D3s, which are D6s minus divided by two or whatever, or I have dedicated D3s. Mm. Uh, D4s, D6s, D8s, and D10s, and D12s. You need all those playoffs and tactics. Most people have all those. 
because most people play D and D. Um, you don't need a D twenty though. I made sure of that there's no D twenty in the game. You have something D twenty twenties like just yes D twenty D twenty a D twenty for resolution is the worst the worst kind of resolution you can exist and can exist because it is random as fuck. You're talking about using a single D twenty to have single D twenty. Is random. Each you have a five percent chance of rolling the one, you have a five percent chance of rolling the twenty. There's no scaling. It makes you have to basically build your character to the point to where you know you're gonna auto hit because you can't get because the dice cannot be dependent. I absolutely agree. I don't know how any system can just use one D twenty as a as a resolution mechanic. Heartbreak because they're heartbreaks because they're because a lot of systems that you see. You'll see, and they'll be like, like D, like even shit. How awesome tactics started, like D and D, but blank. Yeah. So that's why, yeah. because they and the fault and the reason for that is because they didn't read enough stuff. They didn't go and look around and see how people did shit. Well, um, I, I do want to ask too, though, not just on the on the on a bigger sort of the culture of tabletop gaming thing. Isn't there sort of a bizarre uh, inverse effect where? The the, stu- the stupidity of the D twenty is what makes it appealing to a lot of people, because it's basically like gambling. Every time you roll for something that you shouldn't get, you you have a good chance of getting it. And every time, yeah, you- and I mean, yeah, and for some people, for people, for people who play those kind of games, yeah, I'd agree, it's perfectly fine for them. Um, you couldn't do that with Austin Tech. As a matter of fact, the second because for the longest time, three D six used to be a variant. I have a few variant rules in this thing that make this, that change up this motherfucker like you wouldn't believe. Um, when I made it, we, I made it an original full rule because we were using 3D6 more than anything else as a variant rule. We were constantly using that and I went, it's just better. I'm changing it. Fuck it. Um, but for some games, yeah, for some, for D, for especially for D&D, it's just easier. It's, it's fat. It's a little bit faster. To roll the d20, as opposed to having to roll three six, I have to add up the numbers and go from there. Um, yeah, I, I just think you know, maybe I, uh, I I emphasize the stupidity of people too much, but it's like people just—it's not—it's not really stupid. It's not really stupidity though. It's just not being exposed and not not understanding the underlying math and not caring. Well, I guess I think that there is just a gambling impulse that people have that you know, if there's always a one in twenty chance that you crit. They just like to roll a dice and see maybe I'll see what they get. Yeah, that's probably why two D six systems do so well. Yeah, I don't know that kind of stuff. Is I, I'm always thinking about stuff like that. Is like you know, there's a reason why bad systems are popular, and because uh, there's a the reason. I mean, because there's a low cost of entry. What does it take to? I mean, look at me. I basically started this shit in the basement. Um... What does it take to be to get on? The, what does it take these days to get out on the market? Not fucking much. Um, if you had to, if if everybody had to register and pay a fucking fee to be a, to be an RPG writer, there'd be a whole lot less of them. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, like if you count like D and D or whatever as being a bad system, it's you know hugely. D and D and D is popular because it is a monolith. D and D has thirty years plus thirty years actually of marketing value of it is it is quite literally when people think rpgs they don't say rpg they say like D. i've observed this in my everyday life that is because it has such a so because it has such a um market 
what's the phrase? I, I can't like it. It is it is quite literally yeah the market share. It has the most market share of any system, like by wide margin. Right. Ger- I mean, I, even the designers themselves. I mean, they get they get millions of feed piece of feedback every year or whatever, and you'd think. You know, why aren't they going to 3D6 system if that's a superior system? Why do they keep the system that we all know is not mathematically best? You know, is it because they actually have faith in D20 being the best or is it because of some some other psychological? It's know, not even psychological. It's just you want to support. If they made a change like 3D6 to D&D, they would have to basically re- rewrite the entire system. Which is, I, I say that because that's what I had to do. I had to go rebalance every goddamn. Um, but isn't that the other thing is, addition, though, is, is like, no, it's not because it's with, with something like D and D, it's got to be familiar enough so that some, when somebody jumps, oh, it's not, right. that's why, that's why Pathfinder did so well because Pathfinder made minor changes, but for the most part, somebody who, who already knew D and D could just be like, oh, I'll just play this now. Um, yeah, that's true. that's why there's a that, that's why there's a lot of uproar for the new Pathfinder, where they're like, well, it's not going to be compatible with the old one, and people are like, what the fuck are they changing that? Because Pathfinder is like ninety percent compatible with three point five. Like you can rip monsters out of three point five and put them in Pathfinder. Yeah. Um. So what are they changing to make it not compatible? That's one of the that's one of the things that. So yeah, so they, they don't do that because they don't want to rock the boat. They want. People who played the system 20 years ago, played second edition, to be able to jump back into it. Well, it's okay. Second edition might be a little bit of a stretch, but people, people who played third edition in high school once and like, well, you know, my friends are playing D and D. So, oh yeah, I remember D, I remember the D20, you know, I'm going to roll like, like, yeah. Yeah. It's their, it's kind of an IBM problem. They've kind of, they've kind of worked themselves into a hole with backwards compatibility. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, for somebody like myself, I I love the novelty of a new system, and I would gladly learn a new system instead of... Most people aren't. Most people are very happy playing D&D. Yeah. Well, uh, I really want to check out yours now. You're saying you're not charging money for it, so I'm, I have no excuse at all to not check it not out. Not what? Oh, no, no, it's free. Go download it. My goal is to make my goal is to make this motherfucker popular. That's, I don't, that's all I really give a shit. I might charge... Now the setting book might get a charge because you know it's a setting. Dude. We got to make some money somewhere. Well, um, print money. print out books. You should be charging, but no, nah, I ain't charging for shit. No, nah, that's not. When I started this project, it wasn't about the money. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote. Um, but yeah, it's 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 never been about the money, dude. I don't I don't write this shit for money. I write this shit because people like it. Because I like, because I want a system that I like. That's the reason why I write this shit. So a lot of the changes that people don't agree with, because I like that change. I like the way. It is. Well, then you um, just have to do the pay, pay what you want, so that somebody can give you. Money. Uh, when it's done, I'll put it on on drive through. But until then, no. Um, and I've said it's, and it's kind of a meme between the offers where it's like, oh, it's it's done. I've said it's done like six times, <laughs> at least six times. It's done. Oh wait, shit, that's a game breaking issue. I need to fix that. Oh wait, it's done that. I'm actually to a point where, um, I don't need it. Mo- like, mo- I'm going through the, the change log right now, and most of the things that I'm changing is adding something, fixing, adding something, removing something, or 
like just giving more value to things that already exist. Um, like I changed, like I added, added more equipment to, you know, for health and stuff like that. Added more, most of the, most of the changes I've given are adding more value. So it's not, um, it's not so much, you know, where it's just like, this is terribly broken. It's not a revision um, but, of the, the system in any way. It's just, you know, here's it's more like, junk. It's like content. Yeah. Um, like I had a bunch of guns, I gave, and I fixed a bunch of errors that was like shit that was literally missing. Um, you, you know, stuff doesn't require this, stuff doesn't require that. Um, you know, you get this automatically instead of having to pay for it. You know, there's more equipment and I am an equipment junkie. I love the arms armament books in D and love the, the, um, the gun books and, and shadow run. I love equipment because I love seeing new ways to fuck with the mechanics. Yeah. You know, I, now that I just, this should probably go without saying, but I, it, it would be interesting to play your game for the sake of scavenging off of enemies and stuff you kill. And actually, you know, if you see, if you're fighting somebody who has a, a weapon that you would like, you have that much more reason to kill them because you're actually take it from them. That happened. That's happened a bunch actually. Um, there was one guy, actually, there's a game I played, and I, we were criminals, and I played a doctor, so there's one guy had a Glock, so I shot him with my Taurus, and, and I'm like, I'm taking this, and I'm like, alright, so. <laughs> he had a, had a Taurus PT-92 with Full Metal Jack, and he had a Glock, he had a Glock 19 with, with, um, Jack at Olive Points, and I'm like, yeah, score, taking that shit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I warn you, there are a lot of guns, and I tried to represent them as best as I could. There's, um, you can make your own ammunition. Damage is done by caliber. Um, like me, I'm gonna need that that storefront thing because I'm gonna be when I get that many choices, I stop, you know, processing it. I just start randomly picking. Stuff. Picking shit you want, yeah. Picking shit you know and you like. Um. So yeah, there's there's and. The things I'm most proud of is the magic system and the upgrade system in ops. So the way you can upgrade your gun, the way you can change things around, the way you can, you know, turn your standard 1911 into this race gun motherfucker. You can't rechamber stuff, unfortunately, but you can pretty much do everything else. And with enough guns, you don't, you shouldn't have to rechamber anything. Just buy the, just buy the gun you want. Oh, oh. And there's a very there's a very robust crafting um, to the point where you can make your own firearms. And I mean that in the sense of I pick the magazine, I pick the caliber, I pick the the, the gun type, and I build a firearm. Um, I think I think one of my one of our favorite creations was a 10 millimeter lever action carbine, um, the 50 BMG short barreled rifle. That one was interesting. Um, recoil out the bitch, but, and recoil is a part of the game, but the way it's handled, um, the, oh, this is, this is about design and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we go, make sure that whatever you do, especially if it comes to guns, dex is not the win all stat. In ops, it's not, especially with guns, because guns have recoil. You need to have strength to combat the recoil. If you don't have strength, you'll take negatives to your attack. Due to the recoil. 
different attacks, has more recoil, and every caliber has a recoil penalty. So 9mm may not, you know, jump out your hand, but 50 BMG definitely will. Yeah, I've seen the YouTube videos. That does happen. Yeah, so recoil is a thing in option tactics. You have, so if you want to be a good, if you want to be a good firearms gunner person, you have to have decent strength and good dexterity and good, um, marksmanship dexterity. So. I mean, I think as a, as a rule or a lesson you could learn, um, it's obviously best when you make something realistic or simulate it to the point where there is no one stat that's that's the dump stat that you know is just best for everything because in real life that's never how it works. I mean, well, the dump stat, the dump stat in Austin Tactics is probably uh, charisma. You can probably you can probably get away with being a no talking killing motherfucker, but you're just going to be looked at as weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when it comes to magic, uh. Wisdom is definitely not the dump stat. Probably, probably strength or dexterity is probably the dump stats. Um, dexterity is important. Well, dexterity is important to actually aim your damn magic. Strength is probably the least important when it comes to magic. So there aren't really any dump stats. Um, wisdom is important because wisdom is actually the base thing for a lot of healing, a lot of like medical work and stuff. Um, charisma is obviously talking and such. Um, Constitution is extremely important because your core hit points are based off your constitution score. They do not go up. They only go up when your constitution goes up. Oh, right. So, yeah, the average character, the average human character has 12 for reference, just for reference. The average level one character has a, a con of 10, okay? Yeah. Um, they'll have a core hit point score of 12. And they'll have a an extended hit point score of eight, ten, right. maybe. For reference, an AK forty seven or an AKM or an AKS, whatever the forty seven series, the AKM fires a seven point six two by thirty nine round. Right, that does forty six plus two. If you're not wearing armor, a single round will pretty much wipe you clean. Yeah. Wear armor, use cover. It's important. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, it sounds like you've got, I, I'm so jealous. It sounds like you've got so many people playing this. You've got feedback. We have a few, but most of the feedback's been trolls from 4chan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a, I have a good, I don't, I can't judge how big this game is because nobody talks to me. Um, my email is up. My email is optiontactics at gmail.com. O-P-S-A-N-D-T-A-C-T-I-S, like tactics, yeah. dot at gmail.com. Email me if you want to complain, if you want help, if you want praise, I don't give a shit about, but if you don't like something, let me know. Um, yeah. Nobody weird. talks to me, so I don't know how big this system has become. <laughs> The only thing I know, the only th way I'm able to gauge anything, and I try and comment on it when I see it, is I, I, every once in a while will check the archives uh, for the TG archives, the the um, uh, four plebs I think it's called, um, TG archives, yeah. and I'll just search option tactics and see if anybody's posting anything recently about option tactics. That's okay. the only way for me to meter stuff. 
What about like a Facebook page and that kind of shit, you know? Fuck a Facebook page. Fuck Zuckerberg, all right? <laughs> I told you what, I, I work in IT. Fuck Zuckerberg. Um, I'm not putting up a damn Facebook page. I, I have a Discord. I had an IRC channel on uh, SubTG. Uh, I still have it. We just don't use it that much. We mostly use Discord. Um, I have a blog. Everything is listed on the blog. I have a website. The website doesn't list the Discord because I can't actually change the website because I don't have access to it. It's a long story. It involves marshmallow fluff. Um, basically, the guy I paid to put the website up, I paid him marshmallow fluff. Then he got a real life with a with a with a, a wife and shit, and just I haven't talked to him in almost two years. So I need to fix the website. Oh. Um, but it's optiontastics.com. You can download. I can still can upload new books, which is good. Um, but I don't, I don't have any way of gauging if people like this shit or not. I just know that, like, when you told me that people in the Game Design General channel were like, hey, we, you know, you're famous. And I'm like, who the fuck thinks I'm famous? <laughs> well, that's the impression I got, because I mentioned your name, and, like, three people immediately said, oh, he's a great guy. We all like him. And I'm like, nobody said I that tried anybody in GDG history, that everybody just likes somebody just for mentioning their name, so... I try not to be an asshole. I don't really, I don't do well at it, but I try not to be one anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably because I've been around for so goddamn long. That's what, but no, I, I don't, if you like the system, fucking share it. That's, that's the best thing you can do for me. Cause that, that tells me that you also agree that Wizards of the Coast can go fuck themselves. Um, because they have a, oh, I know we gotta go soon, but I got a quick story. So I tried to buy the D20 Modern license from Wizards of the Coast. Um, so I called them. Wow. And they didn't know what it was. <laughs> they didn't know what their own license was? No, yeah, they didn't know. They, I called a guy, and he was like, uh, what's that? I'm like, it's a system you guys wrote in 2001. He's like, let me check. And he put me in a hole for like 10 minutes, and he came back like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't make that. Oh, jeez. And I went, huh? Like, yeah, sorry, dude. Bye. And he hung up. And I'm like, well, fuck. Um, Withers of the Coast has pretty much disowned D20 Modern. It's dead. Um, it's a dead system, which is cool. That's fine. I want to take its spot. Um, Sounds like to all my GURPS, this is... to all my GURPS players out there, y'all keep doing y'all. I got no problem with GURPS. GURPS is fine. It's a system I definitely recommend to some people based on some, some specific stuff. Cause GURPS, there's one thing GURPS does very well. And this is the reason, and I know we want to talk about things I like, systems I like and don't like. Yeah. I don't like GURPS because it's generic. I understand generic is in the name, but I don't like it because of that reason. I also don't like how they handle some firearms. Cause a, nine, a 45 ACP handgun should not have 500 meter range. That don't make no sense. Um, Shadowrun, another one. Great system, great people. Fucking play that shit till the cows come home. Uh, fifth edition, I've been told, isn't shit, so play that. Uh -huh. um, Twilight 2013, also not a bad system. A little bit on the autistic side. You motherfuckers know what I'm talking about, but it's still a good system. Um, there is a guy, and I know I'm just name calling this guy who has, who, he's kind of, he's kind of on the, I don't, I don't, I don't want to comment on his mental state, but he has basically statted every firearm that has ever existed since 1930-something, 1920s, um, for, uh, for Twilight 2000. 
So I think it's like PM Mulchy or whatever. But yeah, he's had a, he's had way more guns than I have. It's it's, but his website looks like it was made in nine because it was. Um, what else? What other game systems are actually like? I don't like Dungeon World, but that's because I'm not a rules like player. Um, big shout out to Made because fucking funny to me that this game like that exists. <laughs> um, ooh, if Viral hears this motherfucker, um, Engine Heart is a big, I'm a big fan of that. I know the dude personally. He's a nice guy. Um, buy his, sh- Engine Heart. Engine Heart, okay. You never heard of Engine Heart? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, Engine Heart is a game about little robots after all the humans are gone. It's really cute. It's really kind of rules lighty, but it's it's all uses all D10s. Really fun game. Check it out. I think you can, I think you can like buy it for like five six bucks. It's a really good game either way. Um, if you Google it, you'll definitely find it. Um, Engine Heart, great game. Uh oh, Mr. Blue Sky from um Mr. Blue Sky who who helped write and I think he wrote it actually himself from Velocity. Also an excellent game. Go play that too. Uh who else? Who else? Who else? Time to think. I can't think I can't think of any systems that, you know, pop out. Yeah. You've listened but, a lot already. I mean I I'm not an expert I mean I do this podcast, but I'm not an expert on all the different tabletop games out there by any stretch. Those are just the ones that pop out to me that because I I either know the guys or I know they've been around pretty much as long as I have. Um, yeah, that's that's those are those are some systems I'd say I definitely like and I want to see more of. Shout um not, yeah that's a Shadowrun Shadowrun's good too play that. Um, you just stay the hell away from just stay the hell away from D twenty Modern. It's a bad system. Anybody will tell you that it's a bad system. Are there people um, who actually use it? Because I mean, yes, yes, there are. There are definitely people who still use D twenty Modern. Um, if you mention D twenty Modern on on the Four uh, Chance TG, you will get my somebody. I can almost, I will bet you money, somebody will mention Option Tactics. I can almost guarantee that because for some reason, people still think this motherfucker is D twenty. I don't under, I understand why, but I don't like it. Um, well, <laughs> it's not D twenty. They'd mention it no. as something that's better, right? Like you should. Do yes, that. yes. They mention it as better, and then somebody would go, "Oh, it's the same game because it's the same game with more guns," which means that's a motherfucker who didn't read. Um. So yeah, that's. It sounds. Yeah. Like, oh. Hmm. It sounds like people need to. You know, people need to read. Read the book. Yeah. Read the book. That's all I ask. If you want to touch with you, so these people who are out there, they need to actually, you know. Complain yeah, about if the you, game. It sounds like you don't want any love for it, so you just go and complain to him about it, and he'll be happy. Yeah, you might not like the answer you're going, but you probably you will definitely get an answer. I can guarantee that. <laughs> well, I hope you this it? around on on GDG. Yeah, but I'll probably be buzzing around. It's glad to be here. If you want to hear me, if you the fuck, I did so well this entire interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to interview me again? Feel free. Um. I'm not sure. I know there's more. We didn't actually touch on everything. I want to get into, like I said, I want to get into, honestly, I want to talk magic system because that shit's fun to talk about. Man, I, um, I, I absolutely want to have you back on and talk about magic because I, I was ready to have this whole conversation with guns and stuff like that. And then you threw in magic at some point and I just, my mind was blown. And now I realize that you're actually much better at designing shit than just guns. So I mean, there's. I didn't even get to talk on the race system in Austin Tech. Yeah, 
We're, we're, like I will definitely like, talk to you more about it. I can't uh not race like black sorry, not race like black white, race like elf orc. There's yeah. Yeah. That there's a hybrid you got monsters, you got magic, you got spaceships, you got everything. Uh judging by the name Ops and Tactics, I would never have guessed any of that. And uh I think that's fascinating. I mean your magic system already sounds more interesting than what I've seen in 95% of heartbreakers and stuff out there and and you don't I mean, start with that. I mean the reason the reason is because most heartbreakers are how do I say this? They're 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 trying to correct what they feel is wrong with D and Yeah. When you start with that mentality, you'll get a heartbreaker. I I say this from experience. I was going to say, that sounds like you at first. Obstin Tactics was a heartbreak. It was a piece of shit. And I have the, I keep the original set versions just so I don't forget how shitty it was. Um, well, I try, Obstin to people, I try to tell people, you know, go ahead and start your heartbreaker. Just make sure it doesn't end as a heartbreaker. Make sure you, you get a vision for what you really want to do, you know, once you basically realize that have a reason for existing yes yeah and you don't necessarily need to have like a market that you're trying to appeal to or some sort of like subset of a different system you're going to aim it at or whatever it can just basically be something that you are interested in but i find it interesting it's probably a, a common theme in indie rpg makers that like you said this was going to be a fuck you to, to d20 modern that's mm -hmm. light that that sort of drive to to prove something seems to be like the best motivation to actually see these things through to the end. It is, but the the difference. Okay, so the difference between my fuck you to D twenty modern and people trying to fuck you to um, to D and D is that D and D is not a half bad system. D twenty modern was garbage, so it wasn't very hard for me to say fuck you to D to D20 Modern because D20 Modern was already trash. Um, I would probably say that, well, first of all, I think D&D &D is horrible, but... <laughs> but it's not, it's not, though. It's, it's, if I had to rate D&D out of from 1 to 10 on an RPG scale, I'd say it's a solid 5. It's a, it's, okay. it's a solid 5.5. Yeah, okay, to me that's... I would say anything that's a five is pretty bad already, but no, it's no, no. If you want to, we, we'll save that for another. We'll save that for <laughs> another, uh, another podcast because I got some bad systems for. You. Okay, I, I probably like not familiar with with how. Oh, you about to be? You gonna learn today? <laughs> Trust me, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that. We're, we're gonna save that for another podcast because I'm definitely coming back. We're gonna talk about bad systems. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bad mechanics, bad settings, bad everything. We're going to talk about these motherfuckers. Well, that's um, great because you can learn a lot. Sometimes you can learn a lot more from reading bad systems than you can from... Oh, God, yes. I, yeah. Um. So, but yeah, D&D &D is in a half-bad system. D20 Modern was trash. D20 Modern had mechanical issues with it. Uh, there was a... what Case in point, there was a way to basically make infinite money based on how the money system worked by buying and selling the same object. Uh, oh. To the same person, in fact. It was that um bad. yeah, it was it was bad. Um armor didn't make any sense. 
Guns didn't make any sense. Feats didn't make any. It was bad. It was a bad system. So me saying fuck you, D20 Modern, um, was easy, but in the same time it limited me because I was aiming for D20 Modern, but better. When I finally said, you know, fuck D20 Modern, it's garbage. I'll make something better was when I was able to start changing major rules, like the combat system. Like, you know, re, actually redoing feats that same name, different effect or same name, better effect. Right. Um, I was actually able to get and do that stuff. That, that, when I no longer had to comply with, with D20 Modern, I could do more interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I definitely want to have you back on to talk about bad systems and also just, you know, to, to all those guys out there that are starting something with no clue what they're really trying finish to finish it. That's the first thing. That's my number one piece of advice. Finish it. No matter how dog shit it is, finish it. Because the worst thing I've ever seen is people who, and this this comes from 4chan. There was a dude when there was a dude who was basically saying that my system was shit and blah blah blah. And then when everybody was like, "Well, what the fuck you got?" and he was like, "Well, I'm writing this," and, and we basically dogpiled on him because it was just like, "So you motherfucker, you're talking shit, but you don't have anything you can actually present. Fuck off." You don't get to talk at the table. You don't get to downplay somebody's fucking game if you don't have some shit to show. Um, I love everybody criticizing, you know, the big players and stuff of that. But if you're shitting on a different indie developer who's trying to do something and isn't, like, greedy and isn't doing something, you know, yeah, you got to have something else before you can do that. I mean, I'm greedy, but it's only, it's, it's, I write this for myself primarily. I wrote Option Tactics because I wanted an RPG that I actually liked and, and agreed with and played and stuff like that. And that's, that's my answer to a lot of people ask me, why not just use GURPS or write for GURPS or whatever like that? Because GURPS wasn't quite what I wanted. GURPS was about 60, 50 ish percent of what I wanted. Man, so. I can see from what you've, actually ended up doing with it i mean probably you didn't have all of this in mind originally but you know obviously your vision is big enough that you shouldn't have done that and you were right to reject that advice yeah yeah it's it's there's a lot of people there are some people that's just another tidbit of advice i know we get we're probably out of time but um you will play testers um and homebrewers you will get a you will get a particular type of asshole who uh will be proliferant in anything you write. It is the I did not ask for this guy. Okay? Do you know what I'm talking about? I vaguely do. I've seen them talk to on the GDG threads and stuff like that. Okay. The I didn't ask for this guy is the guy who takes a look at your system, finds something that he doesn't like about it, and says Nobody asked for this. Fair. He, you know what? He's not wrong. Nobody did. But that doesn't mean that it's invalidated because nobody asked for this. Oh man, getting into the the community and trying to form an online community. The fact that you know, I also don't want to use Facebook. The the options that you have and the places you can go to actually try to cultivate some sort of decent community is uh discord and roll 20 are probably your best bets bar none 
Discord and Roll20. But then um, all the different types of players and feedbacks and stuff, we're going to have to talk about that next time. No, that's fine. You're going to get... I'm, I have been trolled consistently for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> You've turned it into I am, At this point, I am untrollable. People don't try. When I post something, I, when I post something they don't try anymore. Because they know what's gonna, they know what's gonna happen when I if they if they try and troll me the one the one guy that did recently like in the past year I fixed his issue <laughs> his issue and his issue was valid he was um there was an there's a there's a there's a quirk in in D twenty that if you drown somebody because it because it sends them to a specific number of health points. You can revive somebody by drowning. Oh. Yes. That got fixed. Oh, man. So, yeah. But, yeah, so the, the, the haters, the trolls, everybody, you know what they got to do is actually just get your email, email you, and... Uh, oh, yeah. Feel free. Please, feel free. It is opsandtactics at gmail.com. That's O-P-S-A-N-D-T-A-C-T-I-S. Yeah. And gmail.com. Email me. Get onto the uh, GDG Discord channel. I'm always telling people. I am here. Send me messages. Send me ads. Feel free. I think think the other guys on GDG here are really going to appreciate you actually being around now that now that you're actually here, because you've got a lot of respect out there, uh, even if it doesn't feel like it. It seems. Well, like... What the fuck I did to earn that shit? But all right, <laughs> I'm just a dude who didn't know when to quit. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, it was really great talking to you. Uh, I'm definitely going to want to have you back, and and I appreciate you know. Re- I, I reached out to you, and it was like in no time you were willing to do this and actually talk. So. Oh yeah, no problem. All right, so I'll see you next time. I'll see you around on, on GDG. Yeah, we need to schedule another one of these motherfuckers. Can we do another one tomorrow or some shit? Uh, I'll, I would love to. I'll, I'll see if I can make it work. Whenever. I'm here. All right, see you. I love these. We're going to do bad systems next. <laughs>